Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find us all on Twitter at MMMShow75. Uh, you can find that guy. I don't know where the hell you find. Where do people find you, Byron? At Byron Fever on Twitter, on Snapchat, Instagram. Don't look me up on Facebook. Look me up on Venmo. Send me money. Buy the t-shirts. Buy the t-shirts. We're, we're, wait, you can't buy the t-shirts anymore. These buy are limited the t- edition, dude. This is the way it works. Uh, by I, the bought time, like, I bought 20 of them. They're on eBay. Oh, really? All right. That was smart. Wait, so I didn't get paid for 20 of them. We didn't make 20 of them money. <laughs> I lied. Bootlegging son of a bitch. I um, made them on my own with markers. Yeah. So people look, by the time you guys see these, on the MMM show, by the time you guys see cats sporting them out in Vegas and, you know, <laughs> Jimmy beating up Thor wearing his or whatever it is that Jimmy does in his and, and Meatloaf, Meatloaf looking like a superhero. By the time you guys see people wearing them, them they're, that means they're gone already because these are limited editions. We're going to release stuff and it's going to come and then it's going to be gone. So when you see us wearing it, don't ask about it because by then it's too late. Unless you want us to do it again, then you're going to order like 10 of them. Um, Cause we're doing limited run stuff through Teespring. And uh, I talked to Charlie DeMarco, the guy who designed our logo today. And uh, he's very pleased. He got his shirt today or yesterday. And uh, yes. he said they got the colors right this time. And uh, yes. everything is right in the world. So we don't have to bury Teespring on the show tonight. We can give Teespring props. He said that the, uh, the thickness of the shirt, the ink was perfect. The quality of the shirt was better. He actually said that these shirts, which are um, not the premium tee, is better than the premium tee, in his opinion, for holding ink and color. And I think, you know, so whatever. We'll, we'll roll with that. Or maybe that wasn't him. Somebody else might have said that to me. But anyway, yeah, I he- I've heard that these tees are actually better for getting stuff printed on. Um, you don't have one of these, Case. Did you order one of these? Did you get one? Uh, no, I, I ordered the coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, I got one of those too. And um, in it this week, I'm rocking the uh, martini time. Not that it's really a very good martini glass, but it's a little too late at night for coffee. Cheers. Hey, guys. Uh, how's, how's everyone doing? This is Casey at Lucha Gringo because these guys on my internet. Hi. Shut up. Like a Where'd boss. You go? Oh, I thought you went to like a boss. Oh, show the shirt again. Hold on. Let me put your camera on. Whoa. Like a boss. What up? Like, look, if you're not going to wear an MMM show shirt, that's pretty much the shirt to wear right there. Exactly. <laughs> Got to represent my bros, you know, nine to five bounty hunting and shit. <laughs> you know, not, not dog because he's racist, but boss is only racist towards Wookiees. So it's okay. That's legit. Hey, um, since Carrie Fisher passed away recently, and I don't even know if we gave her the appropriate props on the show. God bless her soul, Princess Leia. Um, Do you remember the name of her bounty hunter character in Return of the Jedi? Wait, what's up? I haven't seen it. Oh, Return of the Jedi? You haven't seen Return of the Jedi? I saw Return of the Jedi. You, you, of course, you saw the one with the Ewoks. Yeah, of course, they're they're his um, favorite. A lot. We can't shit on the Ewoks too much because then Strashley will stop listening to the show because J Man bought her an Ewok and she was very very happy. But like a, a live Ewok, like 
don't they have rights and stuff? You can't. That's like slavery, isn't it? I guess it's Tennessee, so it's okay. But yeah, it's it's Tennessee. They only count as like three fifths of a Wookie, so it's okay. Urban Zawookie or J Man Zawookie? What are you? Which one? Why? Why are you so lost? We're talking about Ewoks. Yeah. J Man bought Smashly an Ewok. Okay, and wait. It's racist because they're keeping Ewok slaves. So are you calling Urban or J Man an Ewok? Neither. The Ewok, I'm sure, has some other name like Wocket or something. Well, since you're talking about it, do you want to call either of them an Ewok? Wa Joaquin Phoenix is an Ewok? Is that what we're saying now? I'm not going to call famous dudes who are in Slim Jim commercials Ewoks, dude. That is insulting. They are nationally syndicated <coughs> commercial television stars. Can I tell you that I've been to J-Man's house twice and not once has he offered me a Slim Jim? You know what? I've been to your apartment more times than that and you never gave me a slim jim either you tried, like it that you tried much. to offer me some meat but i didn't want that <laughs> that's disgusting i don't know what you're saying yeah it's thoroughly disgusting byron did you watch lucha underground this week i watched lucha underground here's the review it was a good wait, episode wait 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 you're jumping the gun again no but i just did our podcast we're done now i just did oh it. sweet what's oh, up sweet. pillow what's up by the way, right. by the way, in the mix, they call them something or other. Since yeah. the heels, since the heels aren't doing uh, Lucha Review podcasts anymore, it's stole their gimmick. I'm just gonna say, good match. Good Woo! match. Good match. I and think it was good when Matanza wrestled Dragon Ace Tico Jr. I do have a hot take. <laughs> it's not from Texas. It's more like it's more like urban, urban. <laughs> What did you think about uh, what did you think about that vignette? Uh, woo, uh. I feel this unfairly characterizes them and mocks them, and I like it. It absolutely uh, does, and it's terrible. There's there's far better people that we could mock. The problem, however, is I don't listen to any of their shows, and I can't do a Razor Cabron impression because he's got the most unique voice in Lucha Underground podcasting. And that's the only other show about Lucha that I listen to on a regular basis. But, um, hey, I'm getting an email in right now from the man. Mm. Okay, I can't say what's in half of this email. What? Um, okay, okay, good. Okay, the man, you okay, okay. Hey, Randy Savage is dead right now. Okay, so officially, I'm going to put it at the beginning of this show. Everybody's going to want to tune in next week because I think we're going to have a lot of answers about some of the stuff that I'm about to talk about now because we just don't have any answers. Um, and a lot of people have been talking. A lot of people are asking what's going on with Lucha Underground. I'm going to tell you what I suspect. And, and I'm a little more positive than a lot of other people. I know Lucha Blog talks to a ton of people and he knows a lot of what's going on but I feel like it's a very wrestling oriented perspective and I completely respect Lucha blog's opinion as do I respect Casey's. Um, but Casey will probably take more of the, the con negative side of, of the argument of what's going on. Ooh, actually, so this is I, fun. Can I, can I tell people that, that shut up, let Justin finish. Justin and Byron have way more experience on the TV side of things than I do. So if anything, you probably should be listening to them and not me and blog. We're just a couple of negative Nancys. These motherfuckers work in TV. Byron's trying Thank to you. cut me off while I'm putting him over and shit. So actually, Thank fuck you, you Byron. Mark. Justin's great at television. Okay. 
So, I mean, which like, one of us is which one of us is mediocre at television? That's you. Oh, I'm very good at that. Thank you're, you. Very you're much. highly more employable than me, though, and it's mostly white privilege, I think. But that's that's beside the point. I got a Tom Morello. It's thing worked going well on for today. me this far. I did. I did the well, ball cap today because it's more Tom Morello. Does, I hope that works for me, Flo. Even though it's like I don't know, Flo, four in the morning. Who that is? Hey, well, what, what's in your email? Um. So uh, let me. Well, let me explain kind of what's going on a little bit. So everybody wants to know what's going on with Lucha Underground. Like nobody gets it. Nobody understands what's happening. And there's all this talk and chatter, and you know, people talking about how talents may be angry, and people are talking about like how. El Rey might be canceling the show or how MGM can't get their act together or how the LLC doesn't want to tour and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, there's a little bit of truth to everything that's going on from what I can tell. And a little bit of untruth in the speculation of what it all means. I really think that all this stuff is happening for very good reasons. I also really know that in the TV world, you can't always say what the good thing is because when you're working out deals and when you're trying to get stuff lined up, you just aren't allowed to talk about it. And it sucks because you've got to make these huge decisions that impact all these people that you work with and work for and all the people who are fans of it. But people, this happens in television all the time. Um, I'm going to start with the example and then I'll tell you how I think it applies to Lucha Underground. Look at Game of Thrones right now. There's no way in hell HBO really wanted to shorten those seasons. But the producers and the writers were like, guys, we just, we got a certain amount of story from George RR. We got to do it a certain way. This is the way that we feel confident about doing it. We need less episodes and more time, more budgets. So then they kind of go back and forth. And it's this process between creative and, you know, the network and this, that, and the other thing. And then it's like, well, crap, guess what, man? You know how we've been saying winners coming for five seasons now? Well, it's actually here. So we also need to like shoot in winter. So then all of a sudden you've got longer than a year gap with game of Thrones, one of the biggest shows on television, you know, just so that they can do things the right way. And so that they can finish it off. Obviously it's not going to get canceled. It's game of friggin' Thrones and HBO will pay for as many episodes of that thing as they can possibly get at this point, because it's a huge hit for them and the DVDs and the syndication and everything after that, it's going to live on for millennia. So you got to look at that in regards to how things play out in television. El Rey Network is not mad at Lucha Underground from what I can, under, from what I can gather. It, the numbers are not soft. They're not bad for them. If you look at, you know, Airwolf reruns or whatever Kung Fu movie. Sorry, I just like Jan Michael Vincent. I got to yeah. mention him when you said Airwolf. Oh, hey, why did you think I started with Airwolf? I didn't start with Knight Rider. I could have said Knight Rider, but I like Jan Michael Vincent way more than the Hoff. I'm totally down with Airwolf. Oh, we lost Casey again. What about what about Kung Fury? Yeah, uh, look the Hoff. The Anyways. point uh, the point I'm getting to <laughs> is television is touchy, and to do things right, you have to strike the right deals and strike when the iron's hot, and then wait at certain times. Like, I really don't believe that Lucha Underground has any desire to upset fans or not give them product. They have 20 more episodes, but there's a reason why you're not getting them right now because they have to go into production on the next season at a different time. 
I think they were trying to hit spring and there were some deals going down and some things they wanted to change and some other things that were happening and trying to get their ducks in a row. And, you know, they've had an idea for a long time about how they wanted to set things up. Eric Van Wagenen said it on this show. He said it to other people, other places on other shows that I won't mention because you should listen to it here. Just listen to There's, there's reasons for a lot of the stuff that's going on. We don't necessarily know the specifics of those reasons, but you know, there's a reason why everyone said that that locker room felt like a family. There's a reason why they aren't feeling like a family right now. But I'm saying maybe they should. Maybe everyone, maybe all the Lucha Click, all the family in the locker room, maybe everyone needs to take a deep breath, step back for a minute, and have a little trust in, in the so-called parents of this whole thing. Because if you go back in time and look at what Krista Joseph and Eric Van Wagner, especially, and even Robert Rodriguez himself, if you look at what those guys have said, it's still consistent to what's happening right now. They did hit a little bump. They should have gotten their act together maybe sooner, but I believe that they've planned this hiatus now on a little bit of a short notice because they want to do things better and keep this show around for a long, long time. And to do that, they needed to get some things ironed out. The plan that we had heard on this show, any, on this show and, and in person from EB dub and other people involved with Luch underground over a year ago was that they wanted to do 40 episodes a year, every year, which they did for this season that they wanted to try to do touring, but small house show touring where they would maybe hit a city with like, you know, two, 3000 seaters. And, and do maybe two shows in a, you know, in a weekend or two or three in that same place then take a break and then maybe go back out. Something like that. I mean, we've heard various variations of it, but not like a full-time WWE tour where the whole roster is living out of a hotel five nights a week. Like we go into a town, we set it up, we bang it out. We make everyone in town happy. You know, there's been plans for merchandising and there's reasons why this stuff has hit snags. You're dealing with a, a three or four headed monster when you're talking about Lucha Underground. You've got their their LLC company, which is, you know, Dorian and his investors. And, you know, that kind of represents the AAA thing. But they're really, you know, the initial people that came with, with some of the idea and some of the initial money. <laughs> but they're not the big money. The big money is obviously MGM. Burnett's company is owned by MGM. But... They're TV show producers. They make TV. They're not in the wrestling business. Nobody at MGM wants to be Vince McMahon. They're not trying to run a full-on wrestling company. Now, they want to do everything that the business can do to support a wrestling show for El Rey Network. But, you know, I don't think that Robert Rodriguez necessarily imagined this being some WWE competitor when he first started. I think he wanted to do a, a kitschy, cool version, you know, of, of crossing his Dust Till Dawn-esque world with Lucha Libre Wrestling and bringing in a little bit of the American stuff. That's it. Like, no, no deeper than that. I don't think there was a thought past that. And maybe that's the problem because now the whole company has guys like Krista Joseph and they have all this talent and, you know, these agents like Paul London and, and guys like Chavo in the back. And those guys are bringing in like, okay, but this is how wrestling companies do stuff. We tour, we keep people employed. Like if you're going to be one of the big boys and you want 
the best workers, you got to keep these dudes employed or give them good opportunities to be employed, which means putting their faces on TV and then letting them use their faces somewhere else where they can make money or keeping them on your TV shows all the time and letting them make money off of your stuff, which is hard to do if you're taking these hiatuses and you're not touring and this, that, and the other thing. So long story short, there's a lot of mouths to feed. There's a lot of sides to what's going on, but I truly believe that there are people diligently, diligently working on coming up with the best strategy to make this thing last a long, long time. No, that doesn't do anything for anyone in the locker room who is counting on TV time to bring up their booking rates. That was counting on dates to <coughs> wrestle, to make small paychecks or just to make ends meet. No, it doesn't help those guys. But if Lucha gets it right and becomes a truly great and sustainable product, everyone's going to benefit in the end. It's, and I'm not shilling because I love the product. I'm, I'm saying this because I'm seeing all the chatter out there and people are scared and people are worried, but I have a different perspective. I work in television. I study television. I look at how the cycles go and people have to remember that unlike all these other places, Lucha Underground was a TV show first and then a wrestling company. All these other places were wrestling companies first and then TV shows. And people think that the model should end up being the same, but it's not. It may at the end of the day, but you're coming to it from a completely different side. You're coming at it from the TV side. The money to make the thing happen came from the TV side initially. You know, and, and the LSC and the and Dorian and all those guys brought talent and ideas from Mexico. But MGM was the one that put it over. El Rey Network was the one that put it over. And those guys are coming from a different perspective. So you guys tell me what you think. I mean, I've, I've rambled on enough about it, but I know that everybody in the world has questions. My DM is out of <laughs> control, out of control. And, and I'm talking to everyone about it. And I'm getting little pieces of this and that and the other thing. Um, you know, and, and I've invited some people to come on the show and talk about it, but, you know, Obviously, some of the workers don't want to express their frustration necessarily because they don't want to start any shit because they're, they're good people. They just want to work and they don't necessarily understand what's going on because it wasn't what they expected. It kind of caught them off guard. And then, you know, I've, uh, I'll be completely straightforward. I've asked EBW to be on the show and uh, he may take us up on that next week. So I'll keep you guys posted and... Um, he has said that there is stuff to say. He's just not necessarily at liberty to say it yet. Um, and hopefully when he does say it, he'll come and say it here. We'll find out. He has an open invitation to appear on the program anytime he wants, as does Krista Joseph yeah. uh, and Chris Roach and anyone else um, over at the LLC or the network. Anybody wants to come on and, and chat about it and get the word out about what's going on with the product and keep people excited. Um, is more than happy to do that. We'd love to hear about it because we're fans of the, of the product. We, we shit on stuff every now and then we're going to shit on some stuff tonight. <laughs> but at the same time, I want everyone to also know as much as we, we shit on Lucha Underground for laughs and giggles. Um, like, dude, you know, 94% of the show is still amazing. It is really hard sometimes to find that 6% to shit on. And you hear a shit on the same stuff a lot too, because 
once we've identified one or two of those things, that's kind of a go-to. It's like, yeah, sexy star can't run the ropes. We're going to talk about it again because that, you know, because it's the only thing to talk about sometimes if you want to point out something negative. And let's be honest, like, Who's going to listen to a show that just shills over and over again? Wait, don't answer that. Cause I guess people do listen to those shows. Yeah. Last real heels is really popular. Um, <laughs> they, they weren't particularly the ones I was thinking about, but there's a few shows where it's just like, <laughs> and that's the whole show. I just had to take the shot because I thought it was funny. Not because I meant it, but um, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just that as wrestling fans, we're conditioned to fear the worst when it comes to promotion, especially promotions that I like, because basically if you're like promotion that isn't one of the big like WWE promotions and I like you, you're fucking cursed. Like one season tops usually. So, uh, Lucha Underground is doing much better than that. But, um, you know, when we criticize things, we criticize things because we love the show. And it means that when we say we fucking love something, it means more, right? Like, if we were just loving everything, then how do you know our heart is truly shit? You know, we say we say it with the love, with the L-O-V-E. <laughs> and with the L-O-V-E. I love it. But, uh, like, okay, like, I wanted to come on here and bitch about the merchandise situation a little bit because I was doing a little homework. And, uh, there, you know, there's articles talking about the fall of, of Lucha Underground already, and merchandise was one of the big parts of that. And I got to say that I love Lucha Underground. I love Lucha Underground merchandise, but their merchandise program, to put it kindly, sucks a dick. And... Uh, the, the biggest comparison that I can do and the biggest like thing that I could say about how I feel about the merchandise situation is what do you guys think is the shittiest wrestling promotion out there? And I've got about as many viewers as we have right now yelling TNA at the screen. Let's say TNA. Yeah. And um, TNA within a year of being a company had fucking action figures out that I could go buy at Toys R Us. They had fucking... I own a Velvet Sky, by the way. They made a Velvet yeah, Sky? I, guess, I have a Velvet Sky action figure. It's a long story why. Uh, it actually came from a friend, but... It's a little weird. A Is your friend Bubba Ray Dudley? <laughs> but, uh... Oh, so, uh... I wish your friend was Bubba Ray Dudley, because uh, that would be amazing. But Or any of the Dudleys, even Dances with Dudley. Uh, cause I just wonder how he's doing, but, um, what were we talking about merch? Oh yeah. Within three years, TNA had a video game out. It sucked, but they had a video game out. Right. And it's, it took three seasons for me to buy a fucking Pentagon shirt. Like seriously. So that's the <laughs> comparison I need to make. I do not. That's the only, I'm not equating TNA with Lucha Underground in any way. I'm just saying that the one that is considered the yeah. dumbest fucking promotion in the history of wrestling, yet they've already outlived WCW technically, if you want to get really depressed. Uh, yeah, but WCW is NWA too. No, yeah, but, but, it but to, to your point though, to your point though, like 
Lucha Underground is different. We've been talking about it being different, and this is where we just can't avoid that TV show difference now. they've As a wrestling company, they've been, to your point, kind of a, a very sad wrestling company. I mean, they... I honestly do not even consider them a wrestling company. I consider right, because they don't have merch. They don't have live events. Like, you go to the tapings like a TV show. You don't buy tickets. You know, uh, people don't get to get in if, like, a regular TV show, if they fill all the seats, all that stuff. But as a wrestling company, they they don't – they went through – they filmed three seasons. They have two and a half on the air without really getting any of that under their feet. Like, they have a TV show. They have stories, and they've filmed episodes, and that's all they've done. So, like – you still have to buy a t-shirt from a wrestler in a parking lot. Like that's, you don't have to do that. You go to PWG. Oh no, and Byron, buy, Byron. Like, we what? can't buy a t-shirt from a wrestler well, they, in the parking lot because they, they fucking cock block us from doing that. They stopped that, but that's still like, if you want a Willie Mac shirt because you saw him at the show and he was awesome. You, I mean, he, he has a, he has a, t- a championship opportunity in the next, or whenever it's going to be, right? So Willie oh, Mack right. could be the Lucha Underground champion. How do you get your Lucha Underground Willie Mack shirt? How do you get any merch? If he's going to be the face of the, of the of the show, where do you where do you spend money on that? And that's like that that stuff is like ground zero like day one stuff for a wrestling promotion. Like before you figure out the stories and the name of anything, you're already trying to sell stuff to fans. And so with your example of TNA, it's, it was run by Jeff Jarrett and his dad who have that lineage. They have all the years, like they've seen it, they know it. So they're almost, they're they're hillbillies with a fucking shitty reputation for being promoters. Honestly, like they never took, but but they know, but they're more of the, but they know that sort of thing they know. And, you know, also they've, Everyone who's been in wrestling and has worked on on the main show knows how WWE does it. So they know to go get those relationships with the toy uh, manufacturers. They got to get the T-shirts. You got to get all sorts of merch. Uh, And also you got to sell TV rights all over the world. And TNA was good at that. That probably kept them alive all all this time is international international tours, international TV deals. And those are wrestling organization stuff and Lucha underground for all that we love it and all that it's great. And all that it's sort of revitalized what we all love about wrestling. They're not a wrestling company. And that's still like, they're now three seasons into filming it and they still have to almost build a wrestling company from scratch. So, right. It makes sense. We're in an age where every fucking movie that comes out or TV show, regardless of its success, has a whole line of like fucking Funko pops out. It's got fucking T-shirts, action figures that you can get anywhere. And it's like, it didn't happen here. And uh, I mean, to the point where the fans are paying for customized action figures because we can't get them. Or we're paying. Yeah, but you also can't get a Funko Pop from Parks and Rec, which is one of the greatest shows of all time. You have to get those custom made. So it's also like how is that? Really? How is Parks and Rec even in the same? Now I I might equate it more to like UFC, which has pops. 
because yeah, Chuck Liddell was in an episode, sort of. But I'm saying, I mean, I'm saying just because you don't have like a Funko Pop, it doesn't mean that you're that you're not on, you're not integrated into pop culture. But they do, they they are severely lacking in merchandise, and basically, all they've done is is just write a product and then film a product. Well, look, I, 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 you know, you, everyone knows I'm a huge UFC fan also. <laughs> I think UFC has missed the boat in that department as well. Yeah. I mean, they had, you know, all these other companies basically creating the merchandise for a long time, you know, and, and, you know, I had heavy involvement with the tap out guys. So I saw all of that kind of level of involvement and what it was all about. And UFC never really wanted to do that themselves. They really wanted to focus on making the company good because it was a stinker for a long time. I mean, Dana White was not, you know, not the baller that he is now the whole time. I mean, for a while, Lorenzo and Frank were looking at him like, dude, are you sure about this? Because we're kind of losing money left and right here, <laughs> you know? And T-shirts was not a way that they really ever looked at monetizing things. And then they did the Reebok deal and the merch sucks. Like you're missing this huge opportunity. Like how big a star is Conor McGregor? You're telling me that if there was cool Conor McGregor shirts, they couldn't sell those things like John Cena shirts. Yeah. <sighs> Every half an Irish guy on the face of the planet would buy one of those things. If it was cool, you know, they or were just had the so good before this Reebok deal. Well, not great, but they were doing all right. Like yeah. they had like dope Bruce Lee X UFC shirts, like fucking awesome. Bruce Lee they, rules. They took away a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity for the fighters to make money and also to yeah, but I'm not even talking about themselves I mean, individually. The personality. I think they ruined the, their their own ability to make some money. Like, yeah, sure, Reebok signing yeah. a check, but I'm not buying a Reebok bike kit. Do you know how many tap out shirts I bought? I even bought like clinch stuff and American Fighter, and yeah. I might even have an Affliction shirt, though I don't think I ever wore it. But you know, I rode on a plane with Tom Atencio once, and I wanted to support. You know, and I think it was a, um, I think it was a Hanato Babalu shirt. So I was like, well, I like Babalu, but it's like, dude, you know, they're missing the boat. And look, you, you know how many Lucha Underground shirts I have in my closet, but you know how many more I would have if the merch was in place or dude, like I would buy a kill shot mask tomorrow. Where yeah, do I get one? That's really like WWE signed guys like Rey Mysterio so they could sell the one wrestler's mask to children and make a ton of money. And Lucha Underground is Signed an Americanized guy. So they could put a mask back on him to sell a shitload of merch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like Lucha Underground is an Americanized product, <coughs> um, you know, for an audience that clearly has discretionary money to buy stuff like that. And so basically you had a big influx of, people like us, people like myself and like J-Man and some other people who actually went and bought authentic masks from the wrestlers. And I think that's great because we, we're supporting, we want to support the actual luchadors, but you have a $50 or $30 mask that you sell, like Prince Puma mask. Why aren't you selling those? Why haven't you? I mean, we know, but you should be selling those. Mill, Mortis. Should be they've sort of sold them, but they haven't really like, been selling them. Yeah, and like, like these are the main faces, and everyone has one. Like, if you sell them for like thirty dollars, you could buy ten of them. 
Ten of and them for that, one mask. For one, like, legit one. And so, whatever, you buy ten. And then next thing you know, like, that also further establishes the brand. Now you get more of them out there. Next thing you know, a kid's wearing a Puma mask at Raw or at NXT. Or, you know, a girl wants to wear a Sexy Star mask because Sexy Star is uh, a hero for children. That's predominantly what a character I, is. You didn't, in, you didn't in, hear that uh, WWE banned the wearing of masks at their shows so that people wouldn't oh, wear they, it. They did something like that, but I'm just saying, but still like, yeah, cause they couldn't get Ray or something. I don't know, but you know, wait, what's happening? It's just, it's just twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm still alive. Okay. My internet uh, restarted. Oh, that's so weird. It's like you're, you're on twice, dude. twice and like one of you's frozen and Byron's probably going to have to try to have sex with one of you, just so you know. Can you hear me at all now? Oh, you can yeah, hear you, yeah. yeah. Frozen yeah, just, is freaking me out a little bit down here at the bottom, but, you know. So it's it's just ridiculous that you have this show that is just ripe for certain types of merchandising. Like, you want to sell wrestlers t-shirt, but they wear these cool masks. To Justin's point, he would buy a kill shot mask right away if he could. Like, Every well, yeah, wrestler I'm, can have a cool I, shirt and have a cool mask. Crashed my internet was I was reading the message board and uh, Michael Lucha 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 was saying uh, that you know he was looking for one of the hoodies like the one Striker yeah. was wearing and they were already gone and he he asked him if there was going to be more and the answer was no. Yeah, I need yeah. a hoodie too. I didn't get either of the hoodies they've put out. That's stupid. Yeah, I never got that's, a hoodie either, and I want one. Wait, that's there's like, a, and that's crazy because mine is like getting kind of old and tattered now, and I'm like, oh, I'll just pick up another one, but apparently I can't. Yeah, no. you'll pick it up with the with the red hat. <laughs> you know, this hat is so dope too, man. Like, I still got the sticker on this thing, man. I'm trying to keep this thing crisp because I know I'm never getting another one. No, I recommend, no. by the way, Casey, those red hats that we got. Wait, season one, wear those when you go to the tapings because you're you spot yourself in the crowd real easy. That's yeah, I realize that too. I, I agree with you. It's not quite as comfortable, but right. And you look stupid, kind of compared to these. But look, let me let yeah. me get back to my my other point. I know you guys are talking about the merchandising of. Here's the other thing that I want to tell people, like, look, yes, there might be some talent grumbles out there, but these guys you know, don't think that they're all going somewhere. Basically the people who had issues and might've been going somewhere before the hiatus, they're probably still in the same position. If not, you know, and this might further their, their wanting to exit, but the guys who were happy before and there weren't issues with that now might have some grumbles. I don't imagine they're going anywhere. Like their contracts sound like they're pretty solid and, you know, they might not like it and they might not be happy about the hiatus, but, if any of them are listening, if any of the talents listening, I know some talent does listen to the show from day to day. Um, I would say this, trust that your exposure is still coming. The delay in it sucks, but you know, it's half a year of your life to a year of slowing things down, but it's hopefully to make the overall product of what you're involved in better. And, you know, I, and I can't, I hope you get deals in Japan in the meantime. Or wherever you can. Now, but see, and this is one of the things that, that it kind of opens up is it's, it feels to me like Japan is one of the places that they're allowed to go and work. 
but because mm-hmm. of New Japan's affiliation with Ring of Honor, especially now, that they're having difficulty because they can't go work Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor has national TV here in the right. States. So they can't do both. And so to get into Japan, like you would want to, they're allowed to work in Japan. They can be on New Japan all the time, even though New Japan has a little bit of distribution here through the internet and iPay-Per-View and whatever. From what I understand, there is no conflict in anyone's contract with them working in New Japan. Um, but there's the Ring of Honor thing. And then I don't know what the deal is with Evolve. I don't know if any of the guys are showing up there or not or can get dates there, but... Um, you it's know, weird because Evolve is kind of owned by WWE, sort of. And if so, yeah. people, so if people don't know what we're talking about... Um, Meltzer put out, you know, reports that there were rumors of talent being frustrated in Lucha Underground because they got word that new tapings weren't going to start until um, October. And then it was announced by Lucha Underground after that, that they were taking a mid-season hiatus and it wasn't specified how long that was going to be. So that started raising red flags to people. And from there, the floodgates opened and every, I mean, it was like conspiracy theories, like the tinfoil went on and everyone was like, Lutz is getting canceled. So they're just stretching it out to try to get more bang out of it and maybe try to save it later. Or talent's going to leave in droves because this is a violation of their contracts or a breach of contracts and no competes and this, that, and the other thing. And this talent wants to leave and go to WWE or this talent's been trying to go to Japan and this, that, and the other thing. And like, yes, some of these things are true. Some talent did get miffed at this because they didn't know what was going on and they didn't understand it. And I think a lot of people don't understand it because well, there's well, not a lot your, of information. And it's not a your wrestling point, contract that they signed. Yeah, they from signed the a very beginning deal. Yeah. Sorry, sorry go ahead, Casey. Casey. You, you were you were glitching, Casey. Say that again. Oh, sorry. Um, they they didn't sign a wrestling contract. They signed a seven season TV deal. Some of them, some of them signed different TV deals. But there's like non competes. There's shit saying that you can't go anywhere else unless your episodes air. Apparently, so I well, can think anywhere else with national television distribution in yeah. the states. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it gives you a lot of options. It just doesn't give you yeah. WWE, TNA, or Ring of Honor. And we got to say so, that the girls, the girls don't have this problem because the women can go to stardom, and there's no fucking problems with that. Thunder Rosa's yeah. over there. She's kicking ass. She's doing a great cool. job. Thunder Rosa's doing it, uh, but it's but cheerleader Melissa uh, Mariposa is on her Twitter. It says she's the American vice president, whatever. She's one of the top people there. And yeah. so, and so, I mean, now you have Thunder Rosa, now you have Taya, you know, yeah. going in and wrestling and stardom, which is awesome. Well, and let's be honest, like for, for the ladies in Lucha Underground, the world is their oyster to a certain extent. I mean, they could go almost anywhere because there's not a lot of, of talent out there, you know, and the talent that is out there by large is not nearly as good as the the women that are in lucha underground you know they're they're at 85th percentile at least if not higher so they should be going to japan i i I hope they bring some of that style back with them because those girls from stardom are killers killers (laughs) with the with the fucking lotus triad match um (laughs) as well which hopefully have you seen that yet i was there there I was, no, but did you watch? 
Well, he doesn't have to watch the show. He went to every taping except for like one. That's true. But <laughs> I, also, I also I want to bring I up Casey's point about show how that had the stuff that I didn't see though, which kind of sucks. But um, there was some stuff that I did see that you didn't see if you watched this week's episode as well. We're happy that everyone was okay. No one was seriously hurt. As anyways, yeah, uh, but. But a, a lot of people, a lot of people though, are looking at Lucha Underground and saying like the sky is falling because they look at it and they go, "Oh, these things aren't happening," or they look at what the situation is and they think, "Oh, it's getting worse." And so when you when you see this happen to a wrestling company, like when they do the hiatus after they haven't been filming and all these questions without answers. You think you're we're conditioned. Oh, it's going away. But if you look at it from the very beginning with the same eyes, they didn't really have a lot of that stuff. There was after season one, you didn't know because it was a TV show. Did we get picked up for another season? And that's how it's going to be. You're going to sign season by season deals on this show, well, or you're going to get like a two season pickup. Um, and people have seen now because of what happened between season one and season two, how strong these contracts are. Um, because of the Hernandez situation. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's just, but with the filming and the episodes and the storylines, like you could wrestle a match with a dude who's in a storyline and you don't know what your match was about because the guy shot three vignettes and you weren't involved in it. And next thing you know, like, like your wrestling cage and that glove he was wearing is a whole gauntlet story that we're figuring out. But like, yeah, but the talent knows. The talent has. Ha DJ is not keeping secrets from people. Oh no, um, but it's like, but it's like that there's a lot of stuff. When like, someone told us something, Justin, where they're like, yeah, we were just hanging out trying to figure out where everything fit together. Somebody yeah, no, I was. Someone did tell us that Byron that, or or maybe it was me and Jay Ray. That, no, that I, I I heard conversations where where they were like, we're we don't like, well, this will air in a month, three months. I don't like. They do a bunch of matches, but they don't know where they're going to land in the episodes. And we like, had one of the wrestlers saying they get together and talk to each other to try to figure out what the storyline is because they don't know what the other mini Yeah, but 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 they have to understand too that this is so so common in television. I yeah. mean, you know, go and watch some of these shows where where like people in The Walking Dead are yeah. doing these interviews or whatever and you know, one of the first questions Chris Hardwick always has for him is like, well, when did you find out you were getting killed? You know, when he has the guys on afterwards and they're like, oh, you know, I showed up on the set and I could tell from how everyone was acting that, that I was going to die today and I hadn't seen the script or the sides. I mean, they keep it from their top stars sometimes. And sometimes uh -huh. they'll pay people out for a full season that they're not even completely <laughs> on because they know they're going to kill them, but they don't want word to get out and they don't want the actor to change their performance because they know they're going to die. Mm -hmm. You know, this happens constantly in television, and Lucha Underground is a television show. Well, could you imagine you know, knowing you were going to die too early on The Walking Dead, and it's like how some wrestlers have the I'm going to job face when they come out, and they're about to lose? Yeah, yeah but exactly. I'm about to get my face beaten off with a bat, but I mean, he kind of had to know. And believe me, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a, still a little bit of that at WWE. You know, they're writing storylines more than a day in advance or whatever. And they're not telling guys how finishes are going to go all the time. Like, they don't always tell the guys how a finish is going to go at the pay-per-view, especially. It's like, 
a lot of times you do your whole ramp up and your whole lead up and you talk like you're going to win the whole time because they want that hype out of you. And then, you know, you show up the night of the show and your agent tells you, oh, by the way, you're putting, you know, Spike Dudley over tonight. <laughs> you know, whatever shitty situation you've hey, got. I agree, but I'm just saying it's like, you know, you're some heavyweight and you got to put over Spike all of a sudden. You're like, fuck, this yeah. sucks. Oh, shit. Remember, uh, did he beat Sid or did Sid actually kill Spike? I don't remember. Yeah, like, I don't know. Was, that was what was coming to my mind. I don't even remember, but it was something like that where it was like, how the hell is Spike going to do that? Um, I saw him beat PN News, the fucking rap master. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. That fuck, man. Oh, man's a legend. PN news. So I also don't want people to think that, that uh, I have any issue with talent or if talent does have grumbles, like, you know, I love some of these performers and they're super cool and they're super cool to us and the show. Um, so I'm not bagging on the talent by any stretch. Uh, of and if they want to talk about it, there's a place to talk about it right here. But if they don't, we understand because you don't want to fuck yourself over. And, and honestly, I, I would I would advise them not to talk about it at this point. As much yeah. as I'd love to have somebody mm -hmm. come on here, sling some mud, get fired up or whatever, it's too soon. Like it all happened too fast. I know you're pissed. I know that they're they're you know they gotta pick up extra dates for spring or whatever's being reported out there. <laughs> you know, yes, it freaking sucks. But at the same time, it's probably premature to to go on any podcast or start publicly bitching about some of that stuff because you know, I think it happened fast for the for the Lucha Underground management, too. And I yeah. think that they're working to try to make some things right. So, you know, I would say give those guys the benefit of the doubt and see what they come back with. And if they come back with garbage, light them up. Come on the show. Yeah. Talk all the shit you want. But it's, you know, it's just. Show. <laughs> it, these are growing pains for, for a TV show that needs to be more than just a TV show. And at the end of the day, um, everyone needs to be smart businessmen, which is, it's hard. It's not really expected out of wrestlers for the most part. You're supposed to, like, it's good to be, it's good to promote yourself. But then you have, like, you have a few guys in history who are, who have been really good businessmen, but you gotta, you gotta look out for yourself, but in the long range. So look, I'm going to be honest, man. There's some talent out there that couldn't read a contract. If it was a book on tape, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not naming yeah. names, but I, know exactly <laughs> I am not naming names because I love some of that talent dearly, but man, there, there's some dudes that just don't even read their shit. That's all I'm saying. Like they don't like, I don't <laughs> even know if they know how to read. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean that, the best way to approach this might be to approach it as a TV talent and not as you're used to dealing with a wrestling company. It is someone from the outside offering a little advice that might help? I don't know. I mean, the situation sucks all around, but I mean, we covered that last week that we, we feel like yeah. shitty for everyone. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I'm, I'm honestly starting to not feel shitty because I'm starting to see the light of what's going on here. And look, it's still an uphill battle for them. I'll be very curious to see um, what information comes out officially. And then, you know, I, and, and I can assure all of our listeners that I will strive to try to find out what is really going on. Like, um, like I said, I know what some of the talent issues are, what the real ones are, not the, the ridiculous rumor ones that, you're hearing out there. Um, 
like people have just regular grumbles, man, of like, shit, I want to be on TV so I can try to increase my indie booking fees. Yeah. Like, that's not a surprise. Like, if anybody's surprised by that, don't be. That's why these guys are doing the show in the first place. They want exposure. They want to be on TV. And then there's other guys, you know, that it's like, shit, like my best stuff hasn't aired yet. Or, you know, I'm waiting on camera time or, you know, I was trying to get developed by these guys and hopefully, you know, use that as a springboard into bigger things. Like these are obvious gripes. This yeah. is these are not. Yeah, if I'm if I'm someone waiting until the next season to get on the show, I'm gonna be a little pissed. Well, no. imagine like in season one, Angelico, <laughs> Angelico does all those huge ass leaps and drop kicks off the office. Um, he's doing all of that, but you know you do that, and then you kind of what you're conditioned to is you do that. You have the cell phone videos, you have the broadcast. It makes buzz. And then, you know, that carries on to the next week when you're working again. And he had to sit on it mm-hmm. for months. Now imagine, you know, imagine this situation for something like that. Like you just went and almost, you took a huge risk for buzz. <laughs> that's supposed to, you know, I'm gonna, enhance- I'll put out a, I'll even put out a spoiler. I'm going to tell you who I think it sucks for so, so bad. AR Fox and Swerve. Yeah, I'm here to tell you like and if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. I'm here to tell you those guys have some stuff in the second half of the season that is mind blowing. I think that DJ and EB dub would say the same thing. And it is a darn shame that people are going to have to wait to see some of that. But guess what? They're going to have to wait to see some of that. And when they see it, they're not going to be any less impressed with it because it's just awesome. And there's a it few other all, matches awesome. coming up it's awesome. that we were at the tapings. And I can just tell you that, you know, and even Lucha blog was saying it from, from what he's seen and what he's heard reported and whatnot. I don't know that the second half of the season is necessarily better, but I can tell you there is some stuff in the second half of the season that is epic and might be better than the best things you've ever seen in Lucha Underground. A couple of them, or or at least on par with some of the best things you've ever seen in Lucha Underground. I will say it, it's we're beginning to see we're coming into an issue like when NXT started, and it was like the first hour long wrestling show people were watching. Everyone goes, "Oh, this is great! It's an hour. Like, it's not a three hour Raw. Everything's fresh. You see people, they go away, they come back. Everything seems fresh." And interesting, but now we're now we're just we're bringing in so many characters that are so deep. And then you have so many storylines going on that they're, it, it's beginning to feel like they're cramming. They're almost in this little can that's an hour each week, forty-four minutes or whatever it is. They're almost putting in too much. So now, like you have Ar Fox and Killshot, they start an incredible story after. Killshot Marty wraps up, which that was amazing too. And then they kind of get their first feeler out match, which was kind of, it was a great match for the first one. That's going to kind of show us, give us an idea of what they have in them. And it's been on a shelf. You almost forget about it now because they've had to do the sexy, sexy star story. They, they've had to do all these other things. And now, and now, I mean, it's also weird that they did a cliffhanger with Marty and Melissa, which, and, and all, and his sister and Mary Posa. And there's just, it's almost like there's, I honestly wonder if they had originally planned to put that in this episode or if they needed something because the, the thing about the death matches, the death match actually was like no cliffhanger. They just pushed everybody off the cliff. 
you know, which was awesome. Don't get me wrong. It was freaking amazing. But at yeah. the same time, didn't really leave you like, you know, it was, it was a blow off match more than a, a build. Yeah. You know, and I, there's, there's more storyline to it and whatnot. I get that. But at the same time, that particular part of it wasn't the part where you add intrigue to more storyline. That was the to part where back. you're like, yeah, you, that was the part where you're like, yeah, no, Matanza killed Dragon Azteca and Ray killed Matanza, period. Like, That's it. That sounds about right. We're good here. So, I mean, we can get into that but here. In I, was, a it was, I will say, uh, being at the taping, it was kind of funny because when one of the things happened, there was like, they sent out paramedics, I think, which looked like two kids, early 20s in like Halloween costumes. They walked out. They Aren't those typically the real and paramedics? They, <laughs> and they said, no, no, the real paramedic, you've seen him on the show. He's this old dude with a little bag. Apparently, oh, he can fix everything with the bag. <laughs> but it's like these kids walked out of Halloween Town and went over to the bleachers and like they're confused and left. And it was just so bad. Um, I'm glad they didn't make air. But, um, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think what I liked about it though, especially with the hiatus possibly being um unplanned is that it had it didn't have the intrigue it didn't have the next season on melrose place there was an explosion let's see who was in the explosion and who survived they didn't have that sort of thing but they did have a cool visual of yeah well, wasn't there a break when the first season aired too there was like a, a it was a six-week break or something it was, was because a, of the holidays, right? Like it was in December maybe. or something. Yeah, I and remember. I was actually surprised that Lucha Underground was running this year through the holidays. I mean, given they were because yeah. it was falling on a Wednesday and both the holidays were on weekends, it felt okay because it was pretty far spaced out from the actual holiday. But I did think it was strange at first that they weren't going on a hiatus, a short one then. Yeah. But it's then why programming is weird. But why TV. go on a hiatus for two weeks? come back for two weeks and then take however many months off. So yeah. I guess that's, that's where we can end this whole conversation is. Um, so the official announcement went out. This is the most official any news has come from behind the curtain of Lucha Underground in the past few weeks is that Lucha Underground will return to television on summer. <laughs> 2017 summer. On the very concise day of summer. So... Um, you know, that could be June, July, August. I'm going to say, I'm going to put in my official prediction that it's going to be uh, the week after 4th of July that they'll run a Lucha Marathon to get us back in on the July 4th weekend, and then they'll give us the actual show back the week after that. That's my prediction. I'm going to say September, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> that, that's summer, not summer, Casey. Early, what kind of calendars do you summer, use, dude? It is. Dude, September's early officially September. summer until like what? The 24th of it's September. It's fall? Yeah. It's fall. No, fall starts officially in September, but it starts on like the 27th or something. Well, After which day of September is Casey referring to? I, I don't know. You know what? I'm not a scientist, Byron. That's I just, very What clear. Casey is you saying. Look, you look that. like you're podcasting out of Bin Laden's cave. Didn't they blow that up? I, oh, no, they found him in a There's house. There's more than one cave. But he had a cave. Like, I'm sure. Iron Man armor and shit, it. you know? Making fucking flamethrowers and Iron Man armor. It's going to be sweet. All I know is I need, I want more Lucha Underground merchandise. I need, they need to put that hoodie that's just 
Lucha Underground hoodie with the logo, a simple thing. All right. With the All mask. right. So let's put together Maybe our wish that. list. Byron wants merchandise. Casey wants want, Pentagon to have the strap and for Sexy Star to go be a boxer and never be in Lucha Underground. I want I want a Lucha Underground replica championship title. Um, I want everyone to see um I want everyone to see the kill shot and Dante Fox feud in its entirety in like four episodes back to back where no one else is on TV. I want a fucking video game, dude. That's what I want. From the people yeah. who made Fire Pro. Get Spike <laughs> on the line, have them make a video game. That's all right. Yeah. Anyone else out there has wish list? And Byron, you have to check the YouTube page because I can't uh, load it at the same time as the I'm show. I'm on the YouTube page. Let's see. Anybody else uh, got so any uh, wishes for their wish list? Maybe we'll put together a wish list and send it off to EV Dub and DJ and, so, and the last real heels because you know they're paid chills. I want to give a shout out to Michael Lucha Lucha, who is another paid chill with us, uh, saying he also wants that hoodie and he's been trying to get it. And he says Wednesday nights of enjoyment. Um, uh, he's been watching wrestling for 40 years and Lucha's the only one that he still looks forward to seeing, which I think has been the story with Lucha Underground. It's I, I really look forward to watching old episodes of ECW all the time. There's still wrestling to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm actually thinking of canceling just for fun. I mean, I want to cancel the WWE network because I'm tired of watching NXT. I just watched an episode of NXT recently. Uh, here's my NXT review. Uh, Glorious. That's awesome. And there's cool stuff. I'm just not invested in the characters anymore so much. Like, they killed us in Sombra. Um, I like I Bobby Roode's entrance, but I've seen it enough times, you know? It's just, it is what it is. You have Asuka as a champion. Now she has three challengers because they've built her up so no one can actually beat her, but they're not going to put her on the main roster. Shinsuke is the same thing because Samoa Joe is probably going to be in the Rumble. It's just whatever. So I'm thinking of canceling NXT, I mean, the WWE Network sometime. Where will you get your Bobby Roode fuel from? Where where are you going to get? On Hulu. But also, but also, like, just for fun, I'm going to. If I cancel it, it's all all the time. Well, if I cancel WWE Network, it'll be because I'm tired of watching it or I don't watch it. But I'm going to tell them it's because of Donald Trump. And that's, that's a good strategy. I canceled the WWE Network because I subscribe to the great horror service known as Shudder instead. And I hope someone from Shudder is listening and gives us a sponsorship so they can give you a free membership and you can watch it with me. And so can Justin. Shudder. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. My, uh, I want to watch more New Japan, though. I wish New Japan was, had more English commentary. But. I, I don't, because I think the, the English, English commentary is fucking terrible. On did you people. say English commentary? Did you say I that? Did. Oh, I did. that's so racist. Why'd you make me say that? No. One? <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I just have these subtitles for storylines or promos so I know what's going on. Let's put it this but way. The if they brought the Yoshi Tatsu back to the commentary team for English commentary, I'd be all hey, for it. Hey, you can always wait seven <laughs> months and listen to JR and Barnett or whoever it is talk about stuff that happened almost a year ago. On No, it's, it's a, no they sped it up. Did they? Last time it, I turned it on, it was like they were talking about stuff from months before G1. <laughs> if uh, for Wrestle Kingdom, I think they, they jumped it up. Um, I don't know if it's aired. 
but they've JR's recorded the audio. They did the audio already. Um, it's either going to or just aired. And JR, Jim Ross said his favorite spot, his favorite moment from Wrestle Kingdom 11 was a spot that should never be repeated again. It was the dragon suplex off. No shit. Of, of course. It shouldn't have been done yeah, that time. Uh, they did it, it was awesome. Yet? Like, this is the watch. Like, has A.R. Fox done that spot yet? We're going to need to do this every single week and just to make sure he hasn't done it. Don't do it, A.R. Fox. Please. You know he's going to. You know he's going to. And he's going to do it in, like, some high school gymnasium in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> just for giggles. Just to, just to laugh at himself oh. afterwards. And it's not even going to, like, it's going to be one <laughs> shitty cell phone clip of it on the internet and no good footage of it either. <laughs> Hey, I got Japan news that looks like the great at Sushi Onita might be working in CZW soon. Oh yeah, isn't he isn't he uh challenging some dude to a match? Yeah, and he's about to retire, so he wants to come to the States and do some shows. And um Yeah, if he comes to California, I kinda gotta see out Sushi Onita, dude. I fucking love that guy. He is one of my favorite deathmatch dudes. Guys, yeah, are why we would going he come to, to California? He's going to, he's going to get paid way more to do it in CZW. They actually pay. He I also going to go to the G1 and W. And so he, he's, he's got to do something in California. He almost did XPW, so that's saying something. Yeah, might- but XPW overpaid people, and that's part of their problem. Like, who's going to who's got the money out here? Like, PWG has to spread around a lot of money. They could probably do it, but are they going to? I doubt it. Pacific Coast Wrestling can't do it. Gus can't do it down in San Diego. Nobody can pay that kind of money. But the, uh, CCW and AAW can pay that money. I want to say thanks. Thanks for the what's up to James Beaver. I think uh, AIW gonna, could probably pay that money too. They could go do it. We're going to comment, comment from the YouTube. Keep up the good work, lads. Hour late. Um, I did not know that Meefloaf had friends um, who also watched Meefloaf the show. has friends. Well, he I said, mean, Meatloaf is an occasional guest host of the show. It's true. That's probably how we got more of the British audience. We should bring Meatloaf back on just to flex in our new shirt that he got. Well, dude, I mean, he looks like a damn superhero in that thing. I thought it was ravishing Rick Rude. It's an upper body industry. Hey. All right, so Byron. Thanks, Steve. It's an upper body business. I had to say it. Sorry. Do we want to talk UFC first, Byron, or do you want to talk about the the Lucha Underground episode? Let's skip through the – no, I was thinking. Let's just get through Lucha real quick. (coughs) Um, I like the Joey Ryan Tejano match. Uh, it's, It's always a surprise to see a work rate out of Joey Ryan in uh, Lucha Underground. Um, it's cool to see it because he usually is. Wait, wait, wait! How did the show start, Byron? You out of order, going motherfucker? Uh, that's what stood out to me. I was I and Tejano. I really like how he's adapting and how he's really fitting into. The wait, so you're just matches. talking about what gave you wood? I like the match. I'm What's not going to get show? into that part of how, how much show or how I liked it. What well, was the first what started thing that the show? There was a renegade. Right, was talking to. Hello? All right. Well, Renegade was talking to Dario. I don't know who's frozen and who isn't. And, uh, and then El Dragon Azteca, in his best acting of the season, comes in and asks for a death match. Um, and so, uh, and he speaks in Spanish and English. And Dario gets on the phone and makes it happen. 
That was yeah. Kinda cool. Why did he have to go to the hotline? I like that, but I kind of wanted him to like shout at the door, shout out the door. Like I want Melissa to be his uh, front desk person. Like she's Arnold's front desk person in celebrity apprentice. So he can just say, Melissa, book the match. Well, that was black Lotus. Yeah, but she can't do that anymore. She's like, she's balling on the uh, uh, on the triad tip, man. She's, you know, she's probably paying Pentagon's medical bills. I gotta say, I know Casey was upset, but I thought it was kind of cool that Pentagon got what was coming to him from Ultima Lucha Dos. It it shows it shows just. In the temple how dangerous it is and also it just shows like there were there were some caches some checks that needed to be cashed against him like he did something he got in other people's business and it's part Nobody of needs his to cash a check on him he he works very politely he's never hurt anybody i don't know what you're talking about no no receipts for pentagon like, it's a good dude i like that dragon that got to do what he got to do you know, but I'm also Pentagon is my favorite one in the temple. And I also think it's part of the whole thing. Like the episodes aren't long enough. Like why aren't we seeing Pentagon in a new bondage suit again, healing from an injury? Where, where is he at? I don't know. I mean, Hey, my other thing is, okay. Lorenzo Lamas. We got to talk Lorenzo Lamas for a second. Cause is it not all? awesome like the first time you saw lorenzo lamas did you really think that he was just gonna keep coming back like this like now it's becoming an old hat almost but i think it's still pretty freaking awesome every time lorenzo lamas pops up on lucha underground casey how about what do you think because you know casey got lorenzo lamas is the shit like if they could if they could have just him take over the temple even for like a day i'd be up for it like people would cry about no Dario, you would think, but no, they'd be like, "Shit, there's no Dario, but motherfucking Renegades here." So he's gotta love doing it, cause I mean, I guarantee he can't possibly be getting paid a ton of money. There can't be Lorenzo Lamas kind of money in the budget at Lucha Underground. Well, how about Dragon Asika Jr. no selling Lorenzo Lamas? He walked in and talked as if he wasn't in a room with Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, but Lorenzo Lamas was like, "I like that. The dude's got cojones." Yeah. Now I know how to uh, earn his respect when I see him. Yeah, it's not possible. You have to actually have cojones. I'm going to walk in there and be like, I don't care about you, Lorenzo Lamas. I'm going to ask for a death match. And then he will respect me. Some balls. I got to find out where he's hanging out and ask for a death match in front of him. You got to have some sack, Byron. You got to sack up. You need some, some of this. You need some girth in the hangers. That is the only way to get the respect of the renegade. Do you not understand what we're saying here? What kind of balls are you grabbing that are big enough to be in both of your hands like that? Normal man-sized normal man-sized balls. I mean, aren't you've been you grabbing, uh, so you've been grabbing normal normal man-sized balls? My own from time to time. Way. I have to adjust them. That's how if, you grab them. Vince your balls no, are I mean, it's this way. It's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do I need? Are we gonna do the Shawn Michaels video now? Are we gonna? It's are we gonna bad. do the? Well, no. Look, <laughs> it was Matt's balls hey, are famous fruits. Dario Cueto's balls are watermelons. What about Famous B coming down, messing with Tejano? Wait, 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 wait. We gotta go in order here because I'll forget stuff. What about Vampiro's message? What What about Vampiro's message to Mil Muertes though? 
It may not be next week, but I'm going to get you. Probably won't be next week, Vampiro. (laughs) You're not next week, bro. (laughs) I don't know, man. There was something. But see, this is the Vampiro that I like. This is the Vampiro that was sitting on the the corner turnbuckle in WCW just staring at a camera like, oh, my God, that dude is about to shoot, kill somebody. (laughs) Like, somebody get him some Prozac because that dude is off the rails. Like, that was the look in Vampiro's face, and it was... Um, awesome to hear them say that like I don't know I've been hearing rumors Vamp's been even posting stuff on his uh, Twitter and Facebook about he's taking bookings and I, is he taking bookings as commentary or is he actually going to get in the ring some more like what, is, what the hell is Vamp doing who knows who knows but he's definitely been trying to get his body back in shape I think I don't know if the Pentagon match like brutalized him or if Getting back in a ring then just kind of made him assess how badly hurt his body was. But he was in bad shape afterwards as far as trying to get ring ready again. Well, yeah, and I think it was was other stuff than that, too. I don't even think that that match necessarily is what did it. But But he did get lit on fire. Let's not mince Which is always awesome. Always awesome. Light tubes, awesome. Fire, awesome. You're cool. In the but he sounds like he's doing good now. He sounds like he wants to take bookings and do more stuff and that he's feeling good. So I don't know what that means, but dude, if Vampiro is going to get back in the ring, like I know, I know he was saying before that he wanted to wrestle until his 50th birthday, which is next year on um, May 31st. Cause it's my mom's birthday too. And Happy birthday Casey's mom. Yeah. And Wait, next the, year, you mean 2018. Uh, yeah. Or, Oh shit. Or this year. I, yeah, I think he turned 49 year. last year in 2016. Yeah. And um, so he, he won 50 this year. Oh, it sucks, though, because they're not going to be taping then. Oh, no, they're not going to be taping until October-ish, from what we hear. Like, who knows? Let's hope that there's some news about some other stuff uh, before then, and maybe they'll do some some road shows before then. I don't know. Uh, um, in the YouTube, Zero Cruel 666 was wondering who Dario was actually making a call to because Lorenzo was in the room i don't think he would have been calling lorenzo but i think he called like definitely he may have called like matt striker so that way the announcers knew what to say or something it was a little weird because we haven't really established how the show i know who we called i can give you the answer if you want the answer do you want to give out give away the answer is it ghostbusters it's stolman that's true he calls stolman he's a bell ring boy what the hell are you doing? What do you do around here? I know you get a paycheck. We sign your damn check every week, but as far as we can tell, you don't do anything. So get off your butt. Tell Melissa we're booking a new match. Tell Stryker. Write some new copy. Do some work for a change, Stolman. And you know he hangs Stol- up the phone. You know what Stolman does on the show? He sits next to Melissa and smells her when she's not looking. Oh, that is the best job in the world. And he gets a paycheck. Oh, DJ must really love that guy. He has pictures. That's what it is. He's got evidence, doesn't he? Forgotten in continuity or storyline. So uh, we had that, the Tejano Joy Ryan match. Uh, Then did we go to Cage? We had Puma had another workout. By the way, it's kind of cool how chill everyone is now about Katrina teleporting in the locker room. Dude, like you know, you gotta figure, they grew up watching wrestling. They've seen The Undertaker do this shit a million <laughs> times. It's like but old hat by now. But imagine, like, imagine, like, 
Puma's working out, right? What if she was running late in the day and she's like, oh, I got to talk to him like 10 minutes later. And he's in the shower while Vinny's eating pizza. And then Katrina teleports in and she's like, I'm going to start shit talking you. And Puma's all, hey, lady, I'm in a shower right now. Couldn't you have gotten to me 10 minutes ago? Dude, what like, if she- Wait, so how did you get to Katrina and Puma already? We didn't even talk about the matches or the vignettes before Dude, that. Wait, wait, I, was wait. I, got, I, was- I got booking. I got booking. So she okay. teleports accidentally while Vinny's taking a shit and she gets stuck and inside needs- Vinny like the fly. Oh, because she missed teleports and she gets stuck inside the other form of mass. Oh, how about this? How about this? And then she teleports away, right? But she becomes sick and she doesn't know why she's sick. And then she figures it out it's because she's vegan. And when she teleported into Vinny, the pizza Vinny was eating on the shitter teleported away with her and her stomach. So now she ate dairy and maybe some pepperoni and some meatballs on the pizza, which violated her vegan diet. You have something against vegans, Byron? Why are you no, coming I'm up with such saying, a mean, mean thing against rules vegans? Teleport, it's, it's all about rules of teleportation. Um, I just like that segment because... Everything I know about teleportation, you guys. like That, that movie's fucking great. The fly is amazing. Um, I just like that scene because Katrina appears to be um, not in the least bit uh, intimidated or frightened by Puma's stick being in her face. I did say stick, didn't I? I said stick. There, there, there was that moment where you're watching and you go, is she going to touch his stick? The, what do they call him? It was a stick. It was right. It was right. Is is she here. gonna? T- is she going to touch Puma's stick? Like I think she's Let's going to touch Puma's stick. So you guys can stop with your double entendres. They're disgusting and inappropriate. It's an escrima, is what it's called. Escrima, escrima. Yes. It's funny Puma's practicing with them. He can't use them in a match. Anyways. So yeah, but uh, man, you never next? know what's gonna jump off at Lucha Underground. You might need, you know, some nunchucks. There was a nunchuck fight. Uh, how, how about that promo fight? they cut together with all of Conan season one stuff? I kept thinking, is he I really, 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 really hope that Conan mentions that on Boom or or uh, what's his other show called? Uh, Keep it one hundred. Like, yeah. dude, it's like Conan starred in that episode more than half the locker room <laughs> this week. Well, that's also how big of a legend Conan is. It's also le- uh, how big of a legend Vampiro is. And it also what. tells you, back to our previous conversation, the kind of contracts that people signed. They can still use that <laughs> shit. It's yeah. that simple. They can use but that was, shit whenever they want. <laughs> it's funny, though. Season one, when you're at the tapings, Conan and Vampiro were more, more over than anyone else by far. And then you see, again, in season three, you still see, you see Vampiro... Just a 10-second thing, cut a better promo than anyone on Lucha cut all episode. And then you see Conan cutting a better promo. Well, I mean, dude, Vampiro was huge in Mexico. They both were. Huge. And and also does have some relevance stateside from WCW. Not that anyone besides me and Casey remember it. I remember Um, it. Though I love these episodes that are on right now because they have me in the 20-year-old Vampiro shirt. Like in the last yes. two episodes, there's been clips of me in the shirt, which is... I noticed I, that. I was I was very proud that they did not blur that shit out. Popping for the shirt more than I was popping for seeing myself, man. I was just like, yeah, I got that shit on TV. That old school Vampiro shit. And, Justin, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. 
was uh do you think it was gratuitous that they cut to uh, like your best crowd shot of the season during a mac promo what do you mean gratuitous there wasn't any other tokens in the crowd <laughs> they could have found like someone else who had a dark tan no or dude if you if the, at that taping i swear dude there was me and then that one other dude fox that shows up sometimes but they he was kill shot in the the bleach. at least they didn't like get the, the dude that looks like rich swan on the crew and just like bring him out and act like he was a fan I gotta could say, happen. I was super hype. I was super hype when Mac came out, and I I could see all of us in the front row during Johnny Mundo's promo. Wait, now you're still skipping on. over stuff. So let's go back. I am to, skipping. Yeah. So what? What? I, I want to know what you thought about Tejano versus Joey Ryan. It was a great like, match. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Famous B came in. They helped. Um, wait, I really, what, man, you are love to skip shit. Why do you want to skip right to the end of the match? What? <laughs> Well, why do you want to fall away slam? That was a good move, Joey Ryan, and the lollipop. The good lollipop. Move. Thank you. Can we get back to the lollipop now, Casey? I have to ask you this question. I'm hoping that you were there. Was there a you sick fuck chant for that that just didn't make air? Because even on commentary, it sounded like Vampiro was acknowledging that chant. <laughs> I think but there was. It was covered was. up with like a lucha chant or something else. Because yeah. it was gross. Uh, yeah, I'm they pretty were sure there were chance this episode. Yeah, he yeah, got a I, few Usyk fuck chants that haven't made TV. Urban, because it is, dude. I mean, look, there's like a snail trail all the way from Reseda to Boyle Heights when that dude goes to the temple. It's foul. I mean, the dude is yeah. is, is greasy and and nasty in the right way. Just a, I do. I'm noticing a trend between wanting to talk about ECW all the time and Joey Ryan's lollipop. It seems like you like talking about wrestling related hepatitis. <laughs> Wait, are you saying I might have caught something from the ECW arena? I'm just saying you went there a lot. Hey, let's I'm talk about Abdul the Butcher. No, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about no, penicillin. <laughs> it was a good match, but I do like how I like how Tejano. Uh, I just. I really enjoy Tejano's matches. Um, and Joey Ryan, you know, he, he can go too when, when he needs to, when he's not overly doing a gimmick. But uh, Famous Speed coming down, that's a change of speed. I don't know what's wrong with Famous's legs. He looks what do you like mean what's wrong with his legs? He looks like he, he has was, polio or something. No, he was riding Bruno all night. But I don't I'm, think he was doing it in the fun way. <laughs> No, no. I mean, like, she probably strapped one on it and he was riding her. I mean, that's how he was walking. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into that sort of <laughs> he thing. He was I'm walking like he say. rode the wrong kind of pony. I'm just saying. But I think, you know, in a straight hetero kind of way. Whatever. Guys, I'm just are saying. We, are we tiptoeing around him getting butt fucked by Dr. Wagner Jr.? Is that what we're doing right now? Oh, no. I was thinking more it was like Brenda yeah, with yeah, the strap. Yeah, yeah. No, but that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, you guys, you guys are fucking disgusting. Let's just keep the talk on wrestling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Look, I thought it was amazing. Like, Brenda and B are so entertaining. The way that he said Te, Tejano or whatever he was trying to do. Tejano. Oh, God. It, it was, was killing me. And Brenda was I love doing the, like, she came down with the cowgirl thing. Like, the whole thing was amazing. It was awesome. I made Tejano uh, laugh because I told him, hey, she wants some of the sex on him, and he started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, I liked what they did, though, because 
they had interference. They the heel managers helped him win, but he didn't associate with them. He's just a badass who's always down to beat someone up. So of course he took the opportunity, and then he shoved famous away. Yeah, but so, then he wasn't so mad when it was Brenda. Yeah, he doesn't but, seem to have any problem with Brenda. That's to be yeah, but I understand that. <laughs> exactly, you should. You unless you're unless there's something we need to know about you. What? I like no. I just you know about Casey. What did you say? <laughs> I'm really flustered right now. I don't know what you said. Uh, you're glitching too, which makes it worse. How am I glitching? We're all glitching. It's the weather. It's the weather in Los Angeles because I started this session and there's like trees down and telephone poles down and mudslides <laughs> and houses Dude, falling off. You should see my parking lot at work, which is going to be so interesting for the fucking listeners. There is a lake in my parking lot that has engulfed nine parking spaces. I just want to say I want to give a shout out to James Beaver, Zero Cool, Michael Lucha, Lucha, and Wrestling Central in the YouTube. I also want to say that I don't feel bad about most of the stuff I've been saying because Wrestling Central said that White Face Vamp is awesome. Um, That's Vamp's great. Fa- yeah, Vamp <laughs> is Canadian. His face is white. That's what he looks like. Yeah, that's like that's like saying, "Oh, I like the version of Vampiro that plays hockey and eats poutine." Well, he's fucking Canadian. That's every version. So how about? Um, but he is a white face guy that does white face, right? I'm see, and this goes back to my point oh, from last week. Byron. Oh, that's so I easy for to talk about. Right? I don't think Vampiro identifies Racism. as white. I think Vampiro identifies more like. Like, he's the reverse Clayton Bigsby, maybe. Vampiro yeah. is like an unofficial yeah. cop. He's always gonna, been an unofficial cop. And Jesus he's talking Christ. about how Matt guy so used to- right now. Listen, listen. When you become a vampire, you identify with vampirism. Black well, was a vampire, but so was Dracula. You're welcome. But when, when Vampiro talks about someone living on the streets and used to being beat up by cops, what side of the equation do you think Vampiro's lived his life on? He's been a cop his whole life. He has not. Of. That man has been, on the, uh, has been on the other side of the law for most of his life, Byron. He taught Mexican police Krav Maga. Dude, Maybe. which is fucking awesome. <laughs> he, is, he is bad Anyways. at Dude, how, else, how else are you going to fight Anyways. the odds that the police in Mexico are up against look no, if you're, let's no. talk about Mundo's Anyways. promo Mundo's promo and also how did Mac just randomly get a holy shit chant at the end of it that was weird Well, look. yeah it's almost like he called him something that the network wouldn't allow on TV but um <laughs> I also want to know what did he say? No, I mean, we can say it here. What did he actually say? He said something. uh, You weren't there, Justin. I'm going to I'm going to knock you out, nigga, or something like that. Or what did he say exactly? No, he no. He like he talked a bunch of trash. He paused and was talking like a long pause. And then he threw it down hard. And he got the biggest pop in the history of the temple. I'm talking fucking (laughs) Ultima Lucha. I'm talking uh, that was the biggest pop in the temple and it was not allowed on TV. (laughs) And I'm very disappointed. And I also want to know why there's pictures of Justin doing Hulk Hogan poses during the uh, Johnny Moon. What? 
Because okay, look, I want to talk about the I want to talk about this Mundo promo because Mundo's a great heel. I don't oh, know why talking about the N word brought me to Hulk Hogan, but it did. I don't know why. Because all N words lead back to Hulk Hogan. So here's my thing about the Johnny Mundo camera, promo, <laughs> Like that promo started off so bad to me, and like his stomach joke, like. People in the temple weren't even getting the jokes. They were so bad. It also doesn't help that, you know, he's back facing us and playing to the camera and the mics aren't great sometimes live. Mm-hmm. But um, but something about the promo, it was like he wanted it to be bad at first and then he wanted to, to work up into the guy's moonwalking out and that's st- like... I swear Johnny's a <laughs> genius because he it was all intentional. He wanted x-pac heat to start it and then he wanted to actually build it to somewhere and it was genius at the end but man that promo was not getting over in any fashion at the beginning yeah i uh, yeah but he's also really been focused on being a heel as opposed to being a being a really good wrestler who acts mean you know, like he, I mean, he's also since day one of his heel turn has had to just almost turn heel every single time he comes out because of the TV delay. Like he'd come out with middle fingers because everyone's watching on TV and cheering the WWE guy season. Oh one. no, I I think, I think you're pretty heel when you're the white guy that walks out with the Lucha Underground belt in a room that is at least 49% Latino. I think you're pretty much the heel every time. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> just say, no, he's, he's doing great as that. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah, you gotta love when you're but, so heel that they got to, um, record over all your chants on the network too. That's true. Yeah. I See, think that's the thing. You're not getting the full heel. The last one. Though. Um, I will, yeah, we stopped doing the <laughs> chants by that point. <laughs> I, I think most of the time when Johnny Mundo is in the ring or walking to the ring, I'm shooting him the bird too. I don't know how much of that they could put on the show. Was I wearing the Vampiro shirt during that match? Or just, no, know. it was just the Mac and uh, the Mac match where I, or, or yeah. promo where I was wearing the shirt. Because I'm pretty sure the Tejano, Joey Ryan, um, and the Cage Veneno were taped second to last weekend. Yeah, they were way, way later, man. Like, they are dropping some stuff crazy out of order. It's it's so confusing. There so, were different crowds, for sure. Uh, what do you guys think about this question? Or it's not a question. It's yeah. uh, Zero Cool 666 in the YouTube says, Johnny's promo sounded like it was intended to be a parody of a WWE promo. You know, and, and, and maybe that was it. I feel like there was something that he was very specifically taking a dig at when he did it. Like it was so intentional that zero cool might be right. So props to zero cool for kind of putting the, the finger on it because it was, I felt this it was way about the yet he did in season two also that I can't really drop, put my finger on, but I agree with what zero cool is saying. I just can't think of the other example of it, but I think it's happened more than once. And I think he's taking shots at somebody. I mean, I think he's taking shots in some vignettes at some other people too. And it's always funny, whatever, like, good. I hope they are getting in inside digs at people and the, you know, cracking the boys up in the back. Um, so what was after the, I mean, obviously Matt came down and hit the, Matt came out. he beat and, up, 
He beat up a whole bunch of security guards who all had. I think, same- I think you mean to say that he stomped a mud hole and walked it dry. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. dude. Those security it's- guards sure had wrestler haircuts and facial hair. Just. I wanted to say they all had wrestler mullets. Come on, man. Yeah, I just yeah. like the I just like seeing the 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 tribal tattoo ink creeping up under the shirt collar. I like that's, seeing that's Bates not a giveaway. Fucking, with his fucking handlebar mustache, there getting beat up. I'm like, dude, I'm not I'm not hiring anyone with a handlebar mustache. I don't care how qualified you are. Yeah. Um. So they were those guys all from like? It. Yeah. It's weird. Well. What. Justin, most of those guys, most of those guys were classic wrestling from Hollywood, actually. Anybody know? Uh, Didn't uh, I just say that? Or was I glitching? You glitched out. Yeah, we didn't hear you. I'm pretty sure that I was sure that was what you're going to say. But yeah, Yeah. and they're great wrestlers. And you also be watching classic wrestling from Hollywood when you get the chance. I don't know how far it goes outside of here. They took some good, like thrown out of the ring bumps, too, that that was kind of cool. But whenever you see a dude over six feet tall who's muscular and has – I don't know if I'm still glitching or not, but it's on Fight, uh, okay. on the Fight app, which you can now cast to your Roku. Sorry, am I, am I still glitching or am I better? Now you're back. All right, well, so anyway, yeah, the security took some L's, took some stunners. Um, what are we going to after that? There was that was. The I, I just I gotta say I'm super hype on the Mac right now. And back to my point from earlier, I need a Return of the Mac shirt. Oh my God, Byron. The other thing you have to understand though is not everybody needs 700 shirts like you. Well, a lot of them are MMM show shirts, but the Mac is the man. He's gonna take the belt off of Johnny Mundo. I just know it. Um. So what was next? Cage, uh, Venino, Venano, Ven- Venomo, Venomo. Casey. Guys, so let's I got to throw in a bet here. Even though we all paid attention, we saw the vignette where Cortez had a spider mask and you can s- clearly see the Nunez tattoo on his arm during this match. <coughs> um, Cubs fan wanted to know how many recappers aren't going to know it's Cortez. And I would say besides us and the heels, no one's going to know it's Cortez. Really? I'm going to say, I think I'll put money on the Observer reporting that, that Cage wrestled a taco. Dude, when we were in the temple, <laughs> we knew it was Ricky Reyes from the tats alone. Because when he came out, we had no backstory information. And we were just like, who is this new guy? Is this somebody up from Mexico? And then we figured it out and like, Casey said it within 48 seconds of the guy hitting the no. ring. But- to be fair, like going to the tapings and like we were a lot more familiar and more analytical and just a lot more on like on the smaller detail level, familiar with all the wrestlers and and how the show runs. And we've seen some wrestlers get recycled into new gimmicks. And yeah, we've seen, you're like, talking about Mariachi Loco. Like you can say that Mariachi Loco has done like 17 parts. On I'm the not going to say that, but I'm going to say like now. a disciple, <laughs> I'm, all the disciples of death were awesome, and then they all died, and they're all doing something else. You know, it's in Lucha Underground. In Lucha Underground, and that makes yes. sense. It's a show. It's like you have your guys you like, but then like a character runs its course with the mask. Put another mask on. And do something. Yeah, it's else. like better than acting. You can keep coming back forever. And so we're used like to in- it when you see a guy who looks like Cortez under 
a mask with no introduction. And you go, oh, I think that's Cortez. He probably died, and they want to give him another character. Yeah, you know, maybe next week uh, Dragon Azteca can come back as a member of the Snake Tribe or something, or a new rabbit poop or something. I feel like um, I feel like the first thing <laughs> we did is and said, "Oh shit, they killed Cortez." <laughs> 100% our reaction to seeing him. They killed Cortez. I'm glad he's not dead. Not, not yet. I'm interested. I'm, I kind of think there, there's going to be a swerve. I think like the whole sexy star, fake spider toy scaring her, and a spider named Wrestler, I think that's too on the nose. I think that there's going to be some kind of swerve. I hope that'd be interesting. I don't know. I hope she gets eaten by a spider. What if she ends up, what if she has uh, on the next episode of Lucha Underground, she on she has, she has goes into Dario's office and gives him her mask and says, I'm too scared of spiders to wrestle. I'm going to be a boxer now. Why would you do that? Have you ever seen a spider in a boxing ring? I fucking haven't. Exactly. Yeah, Spider-Man won. Oh, wait, that was wrestling, wasn't it? it? They don't have toy spiders in boxing. Bonesaw. Bonesaw. That's what I said. You know what his name was in the original comic? (laughs) Crusher Hogan. Predating Hogan by a good 20 years. Oh, wow. Maybe that's where Hogan got the idea. Spider, did he come out to the ring? Vince Sr. did that, but... Did he come out to yeah. the ring with uh, with the music? Hogan red, so he would look more Irish. They were gonna have Ginger Hogan. He said his Ginger hair was thinning, Hogan. so he he poured it down the toilet. Like he got rid of it because his hair was already thinning. I don't believe oh, a word so- any. I don't believe any word that Hulk Hogan says aside from the N word. Now, I don't believe that either. I think he. I think he has a black friend. I'm sure he has lots of black friends. He has a lot right. of money. So we already talked about the Puma Sexy Star segment for the most part. What, um, Cage Crush Veneno, did, did, here's my question. Um, I really liked where Tejano went after his feud with Cage in his match and the, and the, the famous B angle. I think that's a good way to have him come out post-blow-off from that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But how are you guys feeling about Cage and the Gauntlet? Like The Gauntlet was such yeah. a weird thing when we saw it live. It was like... I didn't really know what to make of it. And we were all like, why is cage wearing this gas glove? And we didn't understand like if it was a Michael Jackson angle or what it was, what he was doing. So how are you guys feeling now that you're seeing it and you know, what's going on that, you know, in the conversation with um, renegade at the beginning and this whole, like they're trying to do favors for the gods to get, to win favor for the from the gods it sounds like oh it, it actually that's actually something we're talking about it's kind of cool it seems like the plan for dario it in renegade is to create all these super powerful gods like matanza like like now cage and and that will be their power but it's almost like there's going to be these super powerful godlike men who are almost slaves to Dario and Renegade, you know, that's going to give them the power to have these guys wreak havoc for them. But uh, as far as cage, I think, um, yeah, I mean, um, but where is it? Yeah. Where, go ahead. But go ahead. I think, I think the cage gauntlet thing is cool and I want to see where it goes. Uh, but to me, 
when they say it makes them a lot more mean and strong, that that's almost like a lateral move. Because when I first saw Cage, he was the most powerful dude in Lucha Underground ripping their championship belt in half. I'm not the first person to say this too, but that's where he started. He was beating up Puma, the champion, beating up like Conan or whoever. And just, he was the most powerful guy when he well, showed up. And, and that's part of what I felt was missing. Like, you know what I really wanted in case you'll appreciate this. I wanted that evil dead moment. I wanted a moment where the glove kind of took over on him or, and like made him put his fist through the office wall <laughs> or dragged him across the ring or, you know, yeah. where he was walking away from the guy friendly and then the glove made him turn around and choke slam the guy or something. Even something that simple. Triple A did that. Triple A did that with this haunted mask that took over Zoro. And it was fucking awesome. Like every time it controlled his mind and made him evil, like the eyes would flash red, like with LEDs. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just want, I want a little touch of that. Like, let me see the possession. Like, we're, we're saying he's possessed by some Aztec god. Let me just get a little, I just want a little taste of it. Let me see what that's about. Like, tease it up for me. And they did do that storyline-wise. I just, I felt like I wanted the physical representation of it. We have this physical item that, you know, this Dr. Claw glove here, you know, and so I wanted to see him get Gadget. But what's it really doing to this guy who was already one of the meanest and strongest guys in the temple? Again, it should be making him like choke slam people he doesn't want to. It should be making him, you know, something like and, that, and and that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I didn't get that from this. And again, we've seen some of the matches where the glove is involved from being there live, but we obviously have no clue what's happening backstage with this storyline or where it's going or leading. Um, yeah. I can only say that I hope I hope that the whole thing leads to um, you know Kevin Cross coming in as some other form of God possessed creature and destroying Cage. That's since my brought, that's my actual hope. Since you brought Kevin Cross up, I just want to say I want to see him on TV wrestling. And uh, yes. well, if you want to see him on TV wrestling in Lucha Underground, you might have to wait a little while. And by a little while, I mean 2018. Yeah. <laughs> like part of me, I'm not bummed about as for selfishly. I'm not bummed about the hiatus because I'm not going to be able to go to tapings uh, for a while. So that kind of helps me out if they're not happening for a while. But the other part of me is it's like, I know like I want to see the matches that we saw live on TV, like we discussed, but there's also like, I want to see what they're going to do next. And there's people like Kevin Cross and there's a lot of cool people and cool ideas that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. I mean, and look, we haven't we, even seen live yet. It's we just were all hyped to see him come in. And, you know, I, I honestly thought, you know, next week or, or a couple weeks from now that we'd be going to see him at his uh, first Lucha tapings or something cool like that. But Hey, look, we'll get Kevin on the show. We'll, we'll ask him what's up, what he's going to do in the meantime, you know, if this has derailed him at all or, or what his plans were. <laughs> Um, Cause you know, he's a big fan of Lucha underground and, and he loves the product and, you know, he was yeah. really excited to, to get in there and do work. And, you know, he's one of the guys that I'm sure um, is not in the greatest position having to wait longer, um, especially live taping wise. It's one thing for the guys who are just waiting for their stuff to air for the second half of this season. <laughs> I mean, uh, and there was a couple other guys in development too. Who else was in development, Casey? Do you remember? Um, uh, there were a lot of cool tryouts. Uh, there were a lot of cool tryouts. Oh, Bestia. Yeah. And uh, he's, uh, he's a guy who comes into the temple. Like, he's a BCA 666 is a guy who comes into the temple 
and is immediately over, you know? Yeah, he's great. Like he, it's just like, and he was a guy, he's another guy kind of like cross where we, we, he was doing some developmental work and some dark matches and we were hoping to see him really come in in, in season four. Um, and I hope that the, I hope that those plans for both those guys stay on target. Yeah. And here's where it's like, selfishly, I hope those guys have signed horrible contracts that still have to make them come in or selfishly. I hope they show up someplace else. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answers for those guys are, but maybe uh, maybe we can have Kevin on some point and uh, ask him about it and see what's up. Um, maybe he can tell us. Maybe he won't tell us. I don't know. You uh, never know with def- Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> definitely want to know his story. Definitely, just would love to talk to him again in general. He's he's definitely. Well, not I mean, and, and look, I'd love to see. I'd love to see what he's going to do in the meantime. You yeah. know, because um, you, you know he dropped the FSW belt, but he's picked <laughs> up some some other stuff and wrestling some other places, and I don't know if. Um, since there's going to be a hiatus, if he's going to try to pick yeah. up stuff at FSW where he lives, or if he's going to really, travel more, or what what a guy like that does to pick up indie work when yeah. he hasn't had necessarily his big break on TV anywhere yet. Hey it, guys, it, it, I guess it's connected. Yeah. It's because there's a horrible fucking storm outside right now. Like it is. Show fucking- us. Take the computer outside. Oh, same here. You can see it, right? Can Can you see the storm? Wait, the oh, I see <laughs> It's like Twin Peaks, man. There's like something going on here. There's like a backwards talking midget in there. Hey, let me show you the storm over here. Little person. Little person. Oh, you can't see it. It's just a reflective uh, window. But oh. well, <laughs> I, I really, I really do hope to see more across. Um, it seems like he was mainly working um, in Vegas, his, you know, where he lived, and then doing lucha stuff like dark matches or whatever. I think I don't know if he went to any of their live things, but. Uh, I think he just did something where he went and did a show uh, in the Northeast or Chicago or somewhere with Pentagon. I want to see him travel more. I'd love to see him travel to Florida because that's where I'm at. And I'd love to see him on a show here. Maybe, but, but you know. And by, and I, by, by Florida, I don't mean full sale. There's a I lot of, mean, th- but there's a lot of WWE-ish things happening in Florida these days. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What I, I selfishly don't want to see that, but I want the best for his career. All right, so let's get to this. Uh, I think we've talked about everything else. Let's get to this last match, the death match. Um, yeah, it was okay. Moving on. So UFC. Whoa. It was an awesome match, dude. The thing is, it's like Dragon it was, against the You know what, Byron? It was an awesome, it was an awesome, awesome matches. Yeah. <laughs> but Casey, Casey, you didn't watch all of the, the TV version, did you? Because oh, I want to know really? where the I want to know where the edit is. What did you see, Casey? Okay, so the edit was uh, them going up to the top of the stairs because not. There was no edit. They uh, they only aired they only aired the retaping. It turned out. Oh, okay, okay. So then they didn't uh, air any of the original version of this. No, we were in the crowd the whole time. Okay, the crowd so was the same. I, th- I think since it's aired, we can say what happened the first time. Casey, you want to say it what happened news, the first it time? It was news when it happened. Yeah, but we never reported it because we don't give spoilers. Right. Basically, what happened is when they were at the top of the stairs, they did a karate, you know, like the beginning of Karate Kid 2? They did that punching thing, and Matanza punched through one of the windows that's a real window. He thought it would be a good idea, probably. And it cut his wrist. It cut his wrist tape, went through the wrist, blood squirting everywhere. And the show just stopped so he could get medical attention. They got him out of there super fast. He was okay. Everyone was really fucking worried because the blood was squirting. 
like legit squirting oh well, yeah cutting c something cut in the wrist that's a bad bad deal dude it was crazy like i was not at that taping but i came to the taping the very next day and i saw ev dub and he's like dude you weren't here yesterday were you and i was like no and he's like did you hear he's looking at me like this was the craziest thing as a promoter and, and TV yeah. guy he's ever had to deal oh. with. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, Casey told me he was like, no, he didn't tell you that, you know, Cobb went off the rails and punched through yeah. the window and was like bleeding out the arm. And I was these like, are, no. these are 50 year old windows from a factory that are reinforced with rebar that he tried to punch through. This isn't just. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. These are those windows that have the little pieces <laughs> of stuff in them. Like they're not, they're meant to like keep serious hooligans with baseball bats yeah. from breaking into they're your like warehouse. Kind of crosshatched glass, you know, with like the the lines in it and stuff. Guys, this is exciting, but I have breaking news from the YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we have uh, a comment. First of all, Urban Heretic one eight seven U R B A N H E R E T I C one eight seven is in the chat. Uh, he's changing a shirt or something. Um, we have a comment from someone called the Cubs fan asking, does Casey not own lights? And I am going to reply. He is too poor. <laughs> You're such an awesome, awesome, upstanding individual. So what I was saying, and a Cubs fan, if you just tuned in, listen to the beginning of this show at some other point in time, um, because there's things in there. There's things in there that will come to fruition that you want to know about and that you will be able to report when they're official very soon. But I, I made some, some premonitions um, that are fairly accurate. So, Justin, I want to, since you seem to have all the insider scoop, I'm going to DM you asking when Lucha is coming back on and also asking um, if you can get me tickets and more importantly, when I can buy a replica Lucha Underground Championship title. I'm going to slip. I'm going to DM will, you this, though. Look, you, you, will, you will only be the 80th person that is DMing me questions like that. I can answer <laughs> one of those questions. You can get tickets for Lucha Underground when you pay for them. Now, um, I think that all questions... Oh, really? So are, for, are they confirmed? Blog on Twitter. At Lucha Blog on Twitter is so great about DMs. So just ask him everything. <laughs> just, just, I don't know about everything. everything. Justin, there's rumors. Are we going to hashtag confirm that we're paying for tickets now? No, we're not going to confirm anything. There's nothing, there's nothing that's going to be confirmed, but I'm going to tell you that things will be confirmed soon and it will be good news and not bad news. Are you saying, um, Oh, the I, I'm had, saying, I'm saying uh, good news will come out of Lucha underground soon. And hopefully you'll hear it from us or, or someone like us first. And it will not be bad news. It will be good news. And then bad news, if there's any, will follow later. <laughs> I want to <laughs> I want to shout out to uh, Cubs fan, though. He's a cool guy. Um, but he, he we're just replied, spent the last five minutes shouting him out. But he replied, I just want to say something nice to him. He's, oh, I like okay. him. He's a nice guy. But he replied to you saying, actually, listening to this show is a big ask, Justin. <laughs> no dude you gotta wait until it comes on the audio version and then hit that thing on double speed bro hey justin Just... justin how big is batista's dick <laughs> what 
that's the, that's that's the next thing. Someone has to DM Justin. I I'll I'll uh, I'll shout him out on the podcast if they send me proof. Isn't he Italian, or is he Irish? He's Filipino and Greek. <laughs> uh, so he's more oblong then. <laughs> I don't know. He he was banging Melina a whole bunch. So make sure you factor in a whole bunch of like. There is a picture of Justin going like this from someone's screen cap. That's all you got to send is your response. Of course. <laughs> Why do you think I do those things? I did. I did a cock chug earlier. This is going to be terrible in my DM tomorrow. It's going to be horrifying. I don't even want to. I hope Miflof never watches this. All right. It was a good match. Hey, Ray. So the death Ray, match as we were talking about. Everyone went to hell. It was awesome. The, the death match was shot twice is what we're saying. Yeah. We're flat out saying that now. The death match was shot twice. Because it was um, almost literally a death match the first time. And, what, it's and, not and the first time did not have the finishes. <laughs> The first time had Cobb bleeding out. And uh, as I was saying, um, we saw Eric Van Wagner the next day and he assured us and many other people, not just us, but you know, he talks to a lot of the fans because he's a good dude. Um, no special treatment. He just, he came out and told a lot of us like, hey guys, Cobb's not dead. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people were genuinely worried. Yeah, like, the first thing we're asking everyone is Jeff okay? Is Jeff okay? Is Jeff okay? Like, come on. Like, yeah. We love he told a lot of di different people the story throughout the day of like, yeah, I wasn't expecting Cobb to go there. That was not a planned spot. That was, no one agented that. That was like, Cobb went a little off the rails, got excited. He was having a good time in the match, thought he would do something tremendous and did something <laughs> very, very foolish that almost cost him his life by accidentally gigging his whole fucking arm open and like nicking an artery. So, <laughs> but they sewed him up pretty good and he was back, I think, two weeks later at the tapings. It wasn't like yeah, he was, was he was fine. Major issue. I think he wrestled um, the next weekend, but it wasn't a Lucha Underground taping, so he had like an extra week off. So yeah, he did okay. Yeah, and right when he came back was not the new version of the death match either, was it? That was much later, right? Yeah, they, they went on and on. Like it was weeks after. Oh, that's that. right, because Ray because Ray wasn't at that next taping, so they had to wait right. for the next taping that Ray was gonna be at. He had to get his availability to line up and everything. Yeah, which has gotta be a nightmare. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the the fun little inside tidbit of and the death uh, match is that it was actually yeah. filmed twice. <laughs> um, and so Dragon Azteca, um, that was a great spot going through the floor up there at the at the top of the the stairs. What did you guys think of that? How it looked on TV, and you were there for it too. How did it look in person? It was I, nuts I, in person. He was afraid of us. Remember, Byron. Matanza walked by Casey and I. Wait, Casey, were you at the retaping? Yeah. You were, you were. Yeah, yeah. he was the one that made it. Um, I remember Matanza, like later in the match, you see him punching fans in the face. Mm -hmm. But when early in a match, when you see him walking by Casey and I, he doesn't even make eye contact with us. That tells a story. Well, Cage also yeah. wouldn't give Casey a dap either. He didn't want to it's break like the gauntlet. Knew, That's why like he knew how I would feel about his internet presence a year later. But you know, can we also do breaking news about how the Lucha Underground social media guy has actively been photoshopping out Cage's dick in his tights? Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Much really? appreciated. 
that you're getting rid of the cage moose knuckle, which if you see them live, you can't get rid of ever again. No, I don't. I've never noticed it. I see it in my dreams now. And they're not <laughs> I call nice. them nightmares when when I refer back to our PWG show when we're in the oh, corner, man. we're at the corner of the ring and he stands up on the turnbuckles and raises his arms. And That's why see you you have just, you have residual PWG issues with we his basically got team. fucking teabagged sitting in our seats. He's like, You guys ever see the outline of my dick before? Now you can say yes. See, I've never, I've never felt that way at Lucha Underground. It's like I stomp on some stuff, do the cha- cage chant, and kind of go cage go, and I've never had an issue with his mushroom tip. Well, he doesn't wear his all white gear to fucking Lucha Underground. Well, this explains a lot. I mean, it doesn't explain his Instagram and, and you know his back and forth with <laughs> Melissa on social media. Are they but... breaking up now, or are they not broken up now? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Go ask on the show that Melissa's on right now, taking all of our listeners and viewers. Oh, Buster. what is she on after, after Lucha after under, or is she on Razor Show? Jesus. I don't have anything. I didn't say anything and nothing. Hey, Casey. are you plugging other shows? Are you telling people to turn us off and go listen to something else, Casey? Um, go watch and see No Man, guys. Justin, <laughs> Justin. Dick. Speaking of hiatus and wrestlers like not being able to wrestle for Lucha Underground longer than I thought. I don't know if this is related, but Cage is selling his trunks. He's selling his tights, like his get my shit in tights, which by the way, I think that's a horrible gimmick. It goes against kayfabe. I'm, I'm going to go a little Jim Cornette on this one, but he's selling old Cage gear, Chris Logan. He was Nightclaw, by the way, before Nightclaw was actually not a thing in Lucha Underground. Natural selection gear, all this stuff. Message him to buy his his tights. Oh, so the death match. Say right about the death match. You don't want to buy Cage underwear that he wore in a no, wrestling match. The death match. Let's go back to the death match. I can't talk about Cage's junk or his meundies or any of that stuff anymore. You think he's washed it since? Like you could probably smell his. I can I mean, that's worth. Oh, oh, uh, I. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Cage or Melissa. I like her. He's not that bad. <laughs> but you're making me feel queasy. <laughs> I like them. They're not a terrible couple. They're fine. They're never <laughs> going to get together on TV, though. That's true. So I, hope, I hope they're not trying to, to work that angle. Or maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe I, DJ will throw them a bone and let them be together on TV. You think Cage is going to get mad because Rey Mysterio was kissing Melissa in the trailer? <laughs> I think I'm going to get mad that you said that. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Go be on one of those other shitty shows. Um, so here's uh, uh, um, now which was better, the Matanza spot or the, the <laughs> Dadge spot? Just opinions. I think, I mean, I think this is always a creepier spot because he's so fucking big that, you know, anything he's landing on isn't going to break his fall for shit. Like, I like, yeah. and plus like Mario was told it like he was dead and got on the mic and screamed at us all to get the fuck out of the temple instead of Melissa saying, hope you enjoyed the taping guys. Yeah, that was a <laughs> great visual best. to end the episode on. Well, that's not quite where it ends because then we go to the random segment with the Mothses 
that doesn't really connect to a lot of the rest of the episode. It's, it's a good true. segment. It's creepy, but it kind of came out of left field to me. I do like that Mary Poza went over. She was strong in this episode or strong in this uh, segment. Yeah, I mean, they've been leading up to it, and, and we said it here last week, like, Melissa's great, and she deserves uh, some good push, and that hopefully where her storyline was going on camera was going to lead to her getting in, in a good position with some backstage segments or a new angle, and uh, it looks like it's going that way. Marty doesn't look too upset about the fact that she's basically kidnapped and tied his ass up, though. Let's be real. Marty in Lucha Underground, not like, not non-kayfabe, Martin, tough enough guy out of Utah. But Marty in the show seems like he'd be okay if he thought his six if he thought his sister was gonna have sex with him. Whoa, the, hey, I didn't say anything about incest. She just kidnapped and tortured him and tortured him. There's no diddling going on there, is there? Mm, I don't think so, but the smile on his face. Like I'm gonna say this. My- I'm gonna officially say this, even if you're telling a joke. If DJ actually writes an incest angle, that would be balls. That would be <laughs> the only wrote an incest angle. I would be kind of disgusted and not cool with it. Like that's something- has a bad. No, it's it's something in wrestling that's always been shit on because fucking Vince wanted to do it and cooler heads with prevent- Ryan Shamrock and Ken Shamrock. No, and with Stephanie himself. Oh yeah, and and with uh, Katie Leah and. Oh yeah, and Paul Burchill. Paul Burchill. That dude was dope, dude. They need to bring him into Lucha Underground under another gimmick. That if he's still working. Um, no, but I, I thought it was cool, uh, but it's also like Marty is just super twisted. So he might've thought like he was in for something weird, but that kind of makes him excited. And my interwebs froze again while I was talking about incest, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> now, why don't you just, re- why don't you just yell, repeat yourself and yell about incest in your home again? Uh, that's okay. Why don't we talk about <laughs> UFC? Cause I'm fucking tired, bros. Shit. I am too. Go so. To sleep. Big news, big news, big, big news. Khabib, Tony, is happening. Have you heard about this? No, I did, yes. and I'm fucking happy, Justin. Holy shit. Well, let me let me break it to you. They finally got the deal done. I don't know. I uh, was trying to text one of Tony's guys to see if he actually got what he was asking for. I don't know if he got what he's asking for. Tony was holding out for more money or more something. And it's not being reported if he got it or not, but he has signed the bout. Khabib has signed it. It's going to be at uh, UFC Diaz. I mean, UFC 209 that has no Diaz's on it, which we were hoping for. Um, so that's, that's cool. I mean. Okay, so that, UFC 209, where is that going to be? Vegas, probably? <laughs> yeah, it's Vegas. It's a Vegas card. Um, the other big fight that did end up getting signed after all of T woods talking and nonsense about how uh, wonder boy wasn't all this, that, and the other thing, even though they fought to a draw that rematch is happening. Now that that has also been booked. Um, 
I don't know what card that's going to be on. I thought I knew, but I don't. I don't know what card that's going to be on. Um, but that's pretty amazing. Those two fights that were very uh, highly speculated about. I was kind of hoping that T Wood would fight one, and that he would take one other fight in between. Maybe one of these weird novelty sideshow fights, like a GSP or something weird, and then fight Wonder Boy again. Being Wonder Boy now, like that was a great fight. It was a freaking draw. When have we seen a draw in a title fight before? A majority draw. So T Wood technically still retains, but um, so then we got BJ Penn. BJ Penn versus Yair Rodriguez. Casey, do you think BJ can actually win? I, you know, I, I don't even know, man. I, I'm not like the biggest fan of his. Like, I know he's like great, but I've never been like a huge fan. Isn't he old as fuck right now? Yeah, and Rodriguez is a fucking beast that kills people. Like fucking. Yeah, but by old, BJ's like my age old. He's not even that. I think he's like yeah, four really, months really old. Dude. We're not talking like Ken Shamrock old. Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh dude, I don't I don't think he's gonna win, but you know, uh BJ likes disappointing me in fights, so maybe he'll win. I'm gonna say this, like there's been times when I haven't believed in BJ, but I believe Byron, are you hearing Justin? No. Shit, we lost Justin. I agree with, I agree with everything he's saying. Here's what I need to say about UFC is that I like it's a good show, and the the guys who fight on this next show are very interesting for particular reasons. I'm not quite sure how it's going to go. I have an idea of what I would like it to do, but in the fights, hey, he's back. He's back. It's there's a, an element to it. Dustin's back. He, 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 <laughs> oh come on! It was so much. I was I was being quiet. I wanted to hear where he was going to go with it. <laughs> Damn it, Casey! You ruined all my fun. I don't. I was going to say that. Here's the thing. I don't necessarily trust BJ Penn, but I trust Greg Jackson. I think that camp knows what they're doing. Casey, did it happen again? So it's just in the particular fight we're talking about, you have two people going at it and like they're both used to winning, which is something to consider. But when you think about it, when you have two people fight each other in a UFC fight, only one person can win, aside from the audience who gets to watch a great spectacle. So that that's quite the conundrum, is it not? My inner web is terrible today. It's this weather. It's killing me. Um, have they I haven't made waterproof internet in California yet. It's weird. All right, here's the thing, Byron. You have to keep moving your arm like this because then I'll know when I drop out if you stop, if the motion stops. Like I'm little, just going like, to swim. I'm swimming now. All right, you keep swimming. And I'm going to try to get this in. I Arms think Greg Jackson has Yair's number because Greg used to train Yair Rodriguez. And I think that he knows something that the rest of the world doesn't know. Everyone <laughs> knows that Yair's this young stud and should be able to beat BJ Penn. But I don't think that the kid can beat Greg Jackson. I think Greg Jackson has something for him. And if BJ is listening and if BJ shows up, even if he's not in the peak form or condition that he's been in in his career, I think that BJ actually wins this fight. Whew, I got it all out. Finally. 
Um, AC, do you hear Justin? You're a dick. I know you hear me. Um, <laughs> I just try, now, try not fuck the bandwidth up. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, champion's girlfriend is fighting on the card, even though she's 0-2 in the UFC. Uh, Amanda Nunes's girl girlfriend is fighting. Nina Ansaroff, she's fighting uh, Jocelyn Jones Liebarger or whatever her name is. I'm trying to see if there's any other. She's 0-2 in UFC. Yeah, she's she's she had, a good fighter. Yeah, they were actually really close, good fights. Sadly for her, but she didn't win. Um, let's see, Moraga versus Little Pettis. Personally, I think uh, I I actually think Little Pettis will win though, even though I'm so not a fan of that camp anymore. Court McGee versus Ben Saunders. That is actually a very very even fight. I'm gonna give it to Court McGee. I think that Court McGee's jujitsu now is on a different level than it used to be. And I think he stepped up his game. And then um, what's the other fight? Uh, I think it's, it's Lozon versus somebody. Let me look. Am I still live? Yeah, you're still live. Okay. It's Lozon versus, Oh, Marcin held. I'm going to give that one to Lozon too. Um, he, he, you know, Lozon can lose, but I don't think he will lose this one, even though uh, Marcin held from Poland is an up and coming beast. And surprisingly, they've almost both had the same amount of fights, though, uh, you know, Lozon's level of competition in his fights is clearly, clearly superior to Marcin's. Uh, Marcin's great on the ground, though. So we'll see. Um, I think that's it. Anybody uh, watch TNA yet? Anybody got any news for me on this? Uh, what is it? The Josh Barnett? Was he going to show up there tonight? He showed up. Uh, I don't know anything else. Also, uh, TNA now is owned by Anthem. Yeah, Dixie Carter's gone. I, I think they're getting rid of all the TNA branding, like their Twitter, their social media. Is but why not just impact? Oh, I like the three-letter thing. Like maybe I'm programmed from the WWF and WCW days, but I like three letters, man. I almost get irritated with Lucha. I want it to be like LU something, like LUX. Well, you need a name you could chant. So Lucha is pretty good. Even though yeah, they're also, but, I mean, like, what's the chant for Lucha? It's Lucha, Lucha. It's what do they Lucha chant when Kalista <laughs> comes out? You know, what do they chant for yeah. any Lucha? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on. It. I think TNA needs a complete rebranding. So, but what maybe we about TNA? They're owned by Anthem now. So they're owned by Anthem. Uh, I think they need a complete rebranding. Uh, but I also think they need to do it deliberately and not do the whole WCW. Okay, we have new owners. It's Bischoff and Russo now, so we're just going to stop everything cold and start it over again. Um, they got to figure out the long-range plan of what their company is going to be if they're going to even be GWF or something or GFW. They got to figure it out, but... Am I crazy? Things are happening. Easy to say. Broken impact for a while. That th- that they're going to be impact for a while. No, broken impact. That they oh. should just do a broken impact they, gimmick because it's funny and it's so yeah. on the head. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I mean, they've been carried by Hardy. The but like totally, Hardy like totally, almost pretend to go dark, but then have have it like Matt took over the company just to do this angle of of rebranding that broken Matt Hardy takes it over and then have somebody take it back from him to reboot the whole company. Guys, do you know an Omar Morales? 
He came into the YouTube channel, said, came here to thumbs down, and he gave us a thumbs down. What's wrong with that? No, we only get thumbs ups. I don't mind that we got a thumbs down. I'm fine with that. I'm not fine with it. Anyway, you guys got anything else? I want to say I need to shout out the two very special people in my heart. I was listening to a podcast podcast recently, and these two guys called me a mark and laughed at me. And I want to say that J-Man and Urban can go fuck themselves. Casey, do you have anything to say about that? Dude, everyone that's not me can go fuck themselves. Okay. I think we'll leave. I think that's a pretty fair place to end it. <coughs> Am I still on? Am I still going? Stay in the mix. Or am I glitching again? Justin, God, you're just barely staying in the mix. What? Stay cool, man. Yeah, I think you got to do the sign-off. It's real choppy. Casey's the only one who isn't like cutting out, and he's just texting the whole time. You yeah. know why I'm not cutting out is because I turned the sound off so that I wasn't fucking the stream up. All right. Well, I think I'm back long enough to say, until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Did I get it? Did I get it? You, you muted it. me for the thing, you son of a bitch.